Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Mutt from Ball Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the working class bow hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. This is the podcast for the working class, working class bow hunter, 400 episodes. Four zero zero. Four zero zero. That's a lot of podcasting. Yeesh. It is. Um, a big thank you. To you for tuning in. Everyone out there. And basically motivating us to even want to get to 400 episodes. We've been having a blast with this. It's hard to believe. We were going to do some crazy intro, some dumb shit like we did, but we thought it'd just be fun to get everybody together and have a damn good time. Thank you so much for supporting us. We appreciate the fuck out of it. Even um, for our four listeners, we're still doing 400. You're the real MVP. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Here's to the next 400 and keep going. We got some big plans. We got to thank our partners. Um, and we're not going to dive deep. We just want to give a thank you. Um, HHA, Scent Crusher, Loophole, Thermoseat, Victory Archery, Gator Outdoors, Elite Archery, Big Time, Hunter's Blend Coffee, Old Barn Taxidermy, Can Cooker, and anybody that ever supported us in the past. Um, and we just appreciate it all on every level. Um, and we're, we're appreciative of you. You know, if you still are a supporter or not, or if you've been a part of this in any way, you've been a guest. 
you've shared it, you've told somebody about it. Um, it means a lot. And uh, to our haters, fuck you. What's up? And What's then, up? Uh, so let's podcast, boys. What's going on? <laughs> it's yeah. been a crazy fucking journey, hasn't it? Yeah, dude. It's been nuts. So I'll, this is your host, Kurt Geyer, my my trusty co-host. Very common. Our other trusty co-host. You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Doug Schmidt, what's up? <laughs> we have Mr. The Lord's in the house. Holla. Austin Chandler. Oh, we're not worthy. Oh, we're we're not, not worthy. <laughs> Ross Bigger. Is it? And your beard's here. Oh, yeah, sure. You yeah. brought that with you? What's happening? Is that yeah. thing still a thing? He's the beard of God. I Ross's beard on in- Instagram? I hope not. Uh, rumor has it Clint Casper might buzz on in on the phone here. Yep. Oh, boy. I, I told him, I said, did you kill the buck? You can drive your happy ass in here in podcasting studio with us for 400 You're not wrong. Don't, but, be, uh, don't be selfish. I know. That's what he's doing. He's just being selfish. Yeah, I know. Anywho. It's like, what, eight, nine hours? Dude, I, it's chump sh- change. That's not that bad. It's no. just a little stroll. You he, know? Drives he's to, a, he drives to Utah every other week. I, mean, I know. Yeah, that's true. Shit. That's true. He drives yeah. right by here and doesn't never stops. Maybe if Devin Leonard was a host on this show, he might come over here to fucking podcast. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, we see you, Devin. You're pretty man. It's your perfect teeth. Hey. <laughs> perfect teeth. Fake teeth, fake tits. What the hell is the difference, man? What's up? Nobody gets that, but uh, <laughs> I haven't met him yet, so <laughs> I haven't either. The dude's a it's, pretty man, and he has two perfect of teeth. And he's, got cool. a, he's got a really nice smile. Are, they, are cool. they fake teeth? They might be. I'm not here to judge. I'm about to get some fake teeth. Fuck it. Yeah, me too. Would you ask a girl if she had fake boobs if you thought they were nice looking? Yeah. If yeah. you didn't know her? Yeah. No, you wouldn't. Depends how drunk I am. <laughs> Depends Back. what bar I was at. <laughs> Depends what kind of tattoo she had. <laughs> right. I'm judging her character by Depends on how many podcasts we did before that. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, no, but, uh, what, Depends how famous we are. <laughs> what trade show are we at at what area of the country? Yeah. ATA? Nobody really. Let's cancel you this. You never year. know. Yeah. You go, you're wearing sparkly britches. You're at ATA. You're down there. We know you didn't kill nothing last year. <laughs> ATA, maybe not. Like Deerfest? I'd probably ask you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two for one bush light special. Yeah, I'm asking you. I'm asking you for sure. That's how episode 400 starting. Um, well, welcome. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the fucking show. Yeah, you mean um, the shit show? We really have. We have white tails are the agenda, but there's really no solid agenda. This is kind of just us celebrating, drinking, talking with our boys, and kind of just uh, doing what hunting camp. Kind of doing what our show is based around. This is not the podcast. Obviously, you've made it this uh, five minutes. You realize you're not going to really get some heavy tips. You might though. You might pull some stuff out of this. We got some white tail killers in the pull question, some out of your ass in the house. Questionable. Yeah. So what's up, fellas? Season so far, man. It's uh, middle of October officially, which is scary. Um, and none of us has killed any deer yet, white tails yet. I shot a turkey opening day. That was cool. You drew blood. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was cool. I was going to get a picture with it and stuff, but. Yeah, called it in, did all that stuff, came, got the meat off her, and called it's it a turkey. day. Yeah, it's a turkey. Cool. In, in the freezer. Cool. I did, uh, I'll just hurry up while I'm on, talk about me. Um, I I mentally killed a doe. I did a hang and bang because the weather was so good right out the rip here in Illinois. Yep. Um, did a hang and bang, went to a spot I normally wouldn't go through this early, and in the afternoon had some does come in. I drew back on a doe at 20 yards. You know that feeling you're like, you're so dead? What? Ross, you've told this in some stories before, and I kind of like mimic you. Oh, you're so fucked. You're so fucked. <laughs> like, I, I, I had that level of confidence. It was just perfect. I love that. I mean, that's the highest level of confidence going into that. Like, you're dead. It is. And then something happens. Well, I let down. <laughs> so here's you what, let down. <laughs> I, let, I, did, I let her go. I let down, and it was a perfect shot. Like, 20 yards, broadside, 
perfect light. Everything was perfect about it. And I was just buried on her and I started to squeeze and I was like, I'm back here a ways. And it's a, a spot I want to come back to kill a buck in, you know? Sure, sure. So I let down and I said, uh, I spared you. Carry on. Right. Remember that. Yeah. Which, which is an Bring even better buck. feeling. I said, Bring know me that. Buck. Bring me a buck. Yeah. yeah. Know that. That's an even better <laughs> feeling, though. You, you, you know she's dead. And then you go to full draw and you're like, and then you let down. You're like, yeah, that was that was too. Yeah. yeah. That's a confidence builder. Even if you don't punch the trigger, you you get to draw back. You get to put the pin on some hair. Yeah. You get to, I mean, feel everything other than squeezing the trigger. So that's that's just as good as pulling the exactly. trigger. Exactly. Yep. M- mental, mental confidence, mental opportunity there. Yep. And if um, you're like me and you sit there and let down and you think, wow, this, I let this still go. That's, that's awesome. I could have got you. And then I'm, my biggest fear is, I guess, a big buck rolling in. So that'd yeah. be, I'd be the number three on the whole deal. If a big boy rolls in five minutes later, you're like, whew, thank God I didn't shoot that dog. Right. right. <laughs> well, I was back there a ways. And what's funny, I had four does underneath me, and they were all mature does. But the one I was far enough back that I was like, there's the big old bopping nanny, you know, yep. the big old slick head. And then there's, they were all mature, but the one wasn't as big but still big. And I was like, that's the one I'll shoot because I'm far back in here. Like and, and <laughs> doing the math in your head. Like back asswards thinking, <laughs> you know, like I'm like, well that big one might be a might be some a lot of work. And I was wait, like, wait, is that a fawn? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's yeah, the one the one with the short snout on it. Yeah, that button though. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I intentionally aimed for like the middle sized one, you know. And then I was just like, No, dude, I'm back in here. I'm I'm planning on coming back. I don't need to come back here and quarter this deer out and take pictures for Instagram. Like I don't need to do any of that shit. <laughs> So, uh, but it, it did feel good, right? I felt successful. Um, and I felt good about myself. Pulled my set, got out of there, and I'll be back here once the crap's out. You know what changes all that is if uh, old Big Nanny decided to start blowing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That changes that. <laughs> and Nanny fast. starts blowing. Now now she's dead. Now, yeah. You, you mean now we got Ka- problems. You mean Karen? Yeah. <laughs> Karen you went from, you went from, from a Nanny to a Karen real fast. Real fast. Yeah. That's, that's very true. Because then she's like educated and just educated everybody else. Oh, yeah. Um, but no, it was cool, man. I mean, that was a, a true hanging bang. Felt good. I like so, it. What about you guys? Any 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 excitement so far bringing us up to this point in season? Yeah, I've seen quite a bit of deer. I've been out four times, and last time was the last time I didn't see anything. But, I mean, quite a bit of bucks, smaller ones so far. But Yeah, yeah they were fighting. I had a couple of sparring the other night. That was pretty cool. Measuring, cool. measuring contest. Nice. Yep, yep. And the one was crazy. He was only about like main frame was only about six inches long but he had like four points coming off already oh was this is this the spot where you put that big time plot nope different spot oh, really? different spot yep but uh that one i seen six bucks that night i mean they're all little spikes or four corners or something but i mean it's a promising spot coming up in the future but right, right still a good night oh yeah oh yeah and then i had the kind of the same thing kurt had but a little bit different i had drew a doe tag this year for scott county which is rare because they only give out 200 so, of them so weird yeah the, it's I was weird about their doe tags, but yeah. doe comes out. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a great time. Kind of pop my chair, you know, for the season, shoot a doe. And then the fawn kind of trots out behind her. And I'm like, <laughs> can't do it. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't bring myself yeah, to do it. There, but I know. Sometimes you just live some people are different. <laughs> some people are different about that, but I'm like, yeah, I just can't do it. So that brings us up with your season. So I mean, you're seeing deer, man. You've oh, seen yeah, more deer seen than I have. Deer, yeah, I haven't seen a ton of deer, but like after that opening weekend, just got hot and I mean, hot weather. But the doesn't weather, mean... the weather's been super weird around yeah. here because like 
opening week, it was like real cold. Mm-hmm. Or not real cold, but it cooled down. It changed everybody's mindset right off the rip because people started thinking about buck movement straight out the gate. Oh, yeah. Yep. When normally that's not – I mean, it's always on our minds, but it's not so heavy forward on the buck movement moves. Yeah. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, but I have a thing. Like, I always go out October 1st. What Weather, whatever, I always go sit a stand. It's a celebration. I remember last year it was like 90 degrees. Yeah. This oh, year yeah. it was like 54. Last year sucked. It was terrible. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. I'm sweating my dick off, but I'm here. <laughs> You're there, man. You're out there. Yep. What about I, you, Doug? Um, When I go out, uh, October 3rd, that Friday, I think. And I almost had a doe, but uh dumb bitch went the other way, so <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. But I saw quite a bit of deer there, and then uh, the second time I went out, I got skunked, so it's been real fun. Been a good time. Sounds like it. Yeah, but you guys are both on big deer. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. Yep. allegedly. Alleg- in theory. I'm on a, I'm I mean, allegedly I'm on a couple big deer too, but I feel like you guys uh I feel like Doug's the closest right now. I think yep. this this could be the year. Oh yeah? I think this I is the so. year I dropped one eight. <laughs> He's is smiling. Your, is your fucking mustache, that mustache tingling over there? Like, turned up almost in a year. in my, my downstairs. <laughs> 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 Feel it on your downstairs mix up, huh? Feel it in my loins. <laughs> my downstairs area. <laughs> what about you, Austin Ross? What, what's the update so far? Ross, have you got to hunt yet? Nope, not yet. What? I just I just pulled a bow back for the first time. Oh, yeah. yeah. You were wounded. It's Getting alarm. over this broken arm thing for that I've suffered from all well, year. Well, and this is probably like the busiest time of the year for yeah, work. We're, we're prime time working right now. So taking care of grain bins, all the farmers calling and everything breaking down. So I'm just running Freaking nonstop. farmers. I every you. weekend. It's been, it's been every weekend, all day long, Saturday, Sunday. I get to come home for like an hour and then the phone rings again, but... <laughs> perfect anyway damn um as far as first october 1st um yeah if i had had the time ahead of time to just get out there do my scouting um i really like that october one through five that's you you like that a lot huh only because austin and i had some encounters a few years ago and by some i mean some of the best encounters i've ever had you had uh, a great bead on some really big three, deer. Three big ones coming out of the same spot. I mean, it was. Yeah. We got we had some encounters, and it was. When and they you, were still when stuck. You say on, big. We got to let people know what we were hunting for. Uh, you, one, you had one trail camera picture with two two hundreds. Yeah, and so one trail were, camera picture. Good, good, there were two, in the same picture. In, in the, the same, same picture. picture. Standing. Two, hold on, two two hundreds. Two two hundreds. So four hundred sta- inches of antler. I just did my math right. Well, plus. I'm leaving. I mean, plus. I'm good. leaving. Yeah, good okay. grief. Hey. But they, no shit. They were standing in, in uh, standing beans right in front of this camera, and I had been seeing him over on another the one I was after um, for a couple years. He had been over at another property about two miles on a crow as a crow flies, um, and he disappeared. And then I went and pulled this other camera on this, basically straight, anyways, not very far from where I like to hunt. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, Anywho. I don't want to give too much away so, here. Yeah, careful. Uh, boom, he just he showed up right there. I'm like, Two oh, miles away. there he is, two miles away. And he, did, and he has done that, and it took me years to just figure this out. But mm-hmm. in velvet, all summer long, in one spot, moves two miles. Never, never once did I get a picture of him back over where he was in velvet all summer. Yeah. So he was just a mover and, and seasonal mover, but anyways, he showed up. I'm like, "Boom, there he is!" I'm uh, now I'm on him. Yeah, and uh, and then I kept clicking through the pictures, and then all of a sudden there was another great big one in there. Yeah, and then and all of a sudden he had a buddy with him. And then there was two. Uh, the one got shot. Uh, 
I named him Showtime, and yes, he's a big unicorn buck. He went. Uh, he's two oh seven gross. <laughs> this yeah. is ironic that now a team working class member killed that deer, right? No, no, no. This Show, is Showtime's this is, this the one is a Ross killed. One. This was before oh. Oscar. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, that's what I'm thinking. We of. saw yeah. we okay. saw Oscar that same weekend, but this was what two years before Oscar got killed. Okay, and he we was one fifty. We were after Showtime, and Austin was filming over my shoulder. Sorry, so I got that mixed this, up. I'm going to keep this real short. I feel here. bad for getting that mixed up. Actually, you're good. You're fine. So too many Show, names. So Dick. Showtime. Yeah, you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> two. Okay, so the year we were in there hunting, Austin was over my shoulder that night. Uh, running camera we were hoping showtime would show up happens to be that his buddy that was in the picture that we're talking about tiny tim ended up showing mm-hmm. up tiny tim and uh tiny but tim, but huh? we passed we watched oscar come out which is he was young he was three and a half but i mean like a mid like 50s he was 50s and like three oscar the, like oscar the grouch yeah, Oscar the Grouch. Dude, and the reason Ross, I named him that Ross is passing up one fifties and not even thinking not even thinking about it. I'm looking at this thing like, God dang, that's a hell of a deer. <laughs> God his, damn. When you his got, head, his when head you got was two two so hundreds running around, it's like you don't even look at a one fifty. No, yeah. But the thing yeah, about it is he, when he comes out and we did and he did, and he came out with like two or three other little three year olds and little three year olds and uh, which it was so awesome because we've got it all on camera and we, I watch it back all the time. But Oscar comes out, these other ones come out, and one of them squares off with Oscar and just whooped the shit out of him. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, like a hundred and twenty-five inch just blasted a one fifty we to the ground. No shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, knocks him down on his belly in the beans. You like can hear it was, in the video. I'm like Oscar. Oscar just got his ass kicked, <laughs> and it's, the, the beans are probably just drier and hell. Oh, yeah. So it's making all kinds of racket. They're making oh, yeah. all kinds of noise. So, but the, the cool thing was like in that October one through five. So I had we had that encounter. Um, uh, and I'll tell you the rest of the story about that night uh, in a second. But anyways, those other those other nights, like I got to see Showtime come out uh, with another 160, and they came out and just cruised like they were still on their summer pattern. They're, obviously, yeah. the young bucks are doing their fighting thing and sparring and stuff. Right, right. But those big boys don't care. And you think Oscar looks big at 150, but <laughs> when he walks, when he's sitting he there over beans, over fifty inches ant or next to him, and this one sixty rolls in next to him that night, I filmed all that too. That was another one of the one October. I don't know which what date it was, but yeah, it yeah. was whatever one through five. And and this one sixty rolls up, and he's like five or six, and rolls up next to a three year old. He's twice the body size, twice the head, yeah. neck, everything. Twice the rack. He looks and like a four hundred inch yeah. deer. And this deer, <laughs> yeah. So Oscar looks like a baby, and then then then, then you can see it. I mean, but right. he, when he's by himself, you're like, oh man, look at the size of that deer. So, anyways, the rest <laughs> of that night to finish up real quick. Um, yeah, Austin's over my shoulder. The wind starts blowing it, it, uh, right at dark. It was stupid, but calm all day, and then wind it's picks opposite, up. Yeah. So the uh, tiny Tim comes out and. He's at fifty, and Jimmy. then he and then he sneaks into the woods. And I I was gonna draw, but fifty at that time it was low in the enough, wind. It was low enough light. We're like, you know what? It's October, whatever it was early. Like we yeah. we got this deer. Like there's no. It was, it was a recipe for weird shit to happen. No reason yeah. to get in a hurry at fifty yards on a low light shot. It's just leave right. alone. And we did. I let him go, and I'm like, I'm seeing him all the time. I mean, these they're together. They're right here. They're coming out of the same spot. It's yeah. this deer's dead. I mean, it's a, it's a chance. There's a chance here. There's two 200s. I mean, I could go bang, bang. And bang, bang. Gang, nope, gang. It didn't, uh, didn't work out. It was just a few days later. Tiny Tim got shot. He went 204, and he had uh, 11. Jesus. 
He had an 11 and a quarter or 11 and an eighth left uh, base. 11 around. Think 11 about around. It. So Boom. I got a question. Why did you Why did you call him Tiny Tim? Hey, hold on real quick because he was just, because so he wasn't tiny. Clint Casper just joined us via phone. So Clint's jumping right in the story. We're talking big bucks, Clint. So uh, shut your mouth, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. Uh, that's not really my jam, but I guess I'll like listen and scroll on Facebook because that's <laughs> nothing I'm really interested in. But go ahead, Ross, tell a story about something <laughs> I don't care about. <laughs> uh, so the he ends up. Hey, I end on. up letting him go. We would let him so go that second, night. He second. gets shot. Let me stop you. Yeah, you said eleven inches around around, around the base. The base. Yeah, Think like like oh, like I'm Steve Stiffler. I'm interested. Oh, you no. back? You're you're in. I'm interested. I'm in. I'm in. We're talking about girth. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> so this this you don't know like, about this, that. Yeah, this is another conversation you need to be this in. Deer, we should have named him Steve Stiffler because he was eleven or inches around. So. I uh, Dude, anyway, he had a tree growing out of the left side of his three, head. He had three main beams off the left. No shit. I can show you a picture. So, and and actually, my favorite picture of all time. He's he's a freak. So, him and Showtime, who ended up killing uh, November thirtieth, um, they were both standing together. Showtime went two oh seven. He went two oh four. Yeah, that's about yeah. so best best trail cam picture ever in my life, obviously, and probably forever. I don't know if but I've seen that trail camera picture. I I don't show it very often. I don't you think I have either. That, you need that frame in the new man. You don't cave. even show yeah, it. It'll be, on a, it'll be on a canvas in the man cave. So. Yeah, you definitely got to do that. Is it like a decent photo, like quality wise? It's or? fucking epic. Well, so I mean, what, like megapixels is it like an old cutty back flash, or it's, what a, good, no, it's a good picture. Yeah, uh, but what are the odds of two two hundred inches together and they both get killed that year? Yeah, yeah, and um, I'm raising my hand. Just someone calling me. Go ahead, Clint. Go ahead, Clint. What does um this two o four, two o seven? Are we referring to like inches of like from head to tail, or is that pounds, or what are you guys actually from? Can someone fill me in on what we're talking about? From ground to ground to nose. It's his IQ level. Oh, that makes okay. (laughs) Continue on. I was confused on what we were talking about. Now continue on. It was it was gross score. On both of them, so that's a dude gross. What are the gross? That's sick. that's unreal to have two bucks like that. Yeah, in one fucking picture, and then they both get killed that year. It's unreal to yeah. have two bucks like that living within five uh, hundred yeah. square miles of yeah. each you other. Know what's I, really, know the I guess the best part uh, that warms my heart about the whole thing is this camera I had ran for year years, and the LCD screen had quit on it. It was a. Uh, Oh, a Moultrie IR fifteen hundred, yeah, and the LCD screen quit. But I just knew from years in the past. Took D batteries, like it's a freaking giant. Oh yeah, I know. You're ta- I have one. Of them yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just put the batteries in every year, and I know all my settings are good. <laughs> you still, so have- I just turn the damn thing on <laughs> and let it just, roll. It flashes a red light. I'm like, she's good. <laughs> I mean, I have no Send clue. It. I have no clue when I roll up to that camera how many pictures it took, if batteries are dead or what. I just until pop, you actually check the pop card. the card out, and I start clicking through. You know. And, uh, you know, picture by picture, and then all of a sudden, boom, I'm like, <gasps> you know, it, holy shit. Dude, I feel bad that I forget because I know we talked about this buck, but the buck you're talking about, the one you killed, that's the full-bodied one, that's right? That's the full-bodied one. Right, yeah. okay. That's yep. Showtime. Insane. Yep. And he, I mean, he thought, yeah. I kind of thought he was Showtime. Like, he wrote, it's Showtime. Oh, he yeah, looks of course. awesome. When you walk into Ross's man cave now, you look up, and a lot of deer don't look real flattering when you look up at them. Yeah, but yeah. But this one's got this huge can opener coming right out of the middle of his forehead, like a 
13 inches long and over an inch in girth and just sprouting from the middle of his forehead and it just like ross has got the light shining down on him and it's just like i say ross Ross showed me a picture of it up there in the corner you can tell he's an electrician because he's got this spotlight just (laughs) beaming on him Man, that was an as expensive as, spotlight. Right, as soon awesome. as you walk in, worth it. So, Four thousand lumens. <laughs> Ross, Ross, let's get caught up though with you completely. I mean, you got. I mean, you have one you're watching now. That right? There's there's about four of them that that could and, and a possible six, but I haven't seen the so, other ones. So break us down your number one right now. Does he have a name? You're you, nope. you're a namer. You, I am a namer, but nobody's nobody's uh, until he the, until the one that I'm hoping the two that I'm saying aren't there yet. I haven't seen them. If they show up, then then I've I'll, I'll have some names for them. Okay, the one that you sent the group, the OGs, the buck with no name. Yeah, he'd be he'd be an offspring. Can I name him? You can name him. <laughs> you know what we're gonna call him? Try it. Four hundred. Four hundred. That'd be cool. Because we talked about him on four hundred. Four hundred. That way, when, if you do kill him one day, everybody will know. I about like him. that. We go with that. Yeah, because I've had some other ones. I'm like, nah, it's stupid. I'm not gonna name him that. That's dumb. Four hundred. All the but deer. No, he's he's out there and he's hard and strong. So yeah, I'd like to. All the deer in your man cave need a little name tag. Yeah, cattle ear tags. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. Ear <laughs> tag them. Yeah, on all your mounts. Brand, uh, brand them. Let's get caught up with you this season, there, Austin, the Lord. Yeah, I've been having some fun. I'm trying something new this year, so I, I've uh, picked up the longbow and been flinging some arrows with Ballsy. that. So, uh, just kind of a totally different outlook on what I'm normally doing, but. Like the other night, I got done working and there was an hour of light left. So I told the old lady, I'm like, let's just go sit in the redneck. So she had dinner already made. She was bringing it to the combine. I happened to get done early enough. So we went. We had Budweiser and cheeseburgers <laughs> and the longbow. It's a good and night. Went and sat in the redneck. And <laughs> that's like so fitting. <laughs> oh, no, dude, that's, it, a, that's such a redneck thing to do. It was awesome. That's some goals I, right there. Oh, I told her, I'm like, it's warm enough. These deer aren't going to be on early. Like, we're going to be fine. We got up in the blind. 20 minutes later, the first little buck comes out, and we ended up having like 10 deer in the plot. But a group of does came out, and I tried a 30-yard shot sitting down inside the redneck and you try to draw a longbow that's 62 inches long inside of a redneck dude it's an art in itself hey what's the axle to axle on that 62 what, what axle <laughs> yeah. wheels are for cars wheels are for cars wheels are for cars so that was fun anyways but i did get the shot off and i got the arrow out towards her but it was so it was dark enough like i couldn't even see where it went but i missed her so clean yeah so clean that was mess. that was one and then i i was telling you the story before we started the podcast but I was firing up the combine, I think it was yesterday morning, and it was cold and really windy. And I looked off the end rows, and there's a deer coming right at me. I, I thought it was a doe. So I'm like, well, I'll get down. My truck's right next to my combine, grab the longbow. I run around and get in the standing corn that's right on the edge of the cut corn. Yeah. And this deer, it happens to be a spike. It comes five yards right by me. Just looking <laughs> at my combine the whole way, I'm like, man, that would have been perfect if it was a doe. Right, right. Yeah. What? So I'm getting close on him. And then I got, uh, I went and hunted a great big scrape line. Um I think it was the second we got some rain. Yep. I went in and hunted like three or four scrapes and had three different bucks within 10 yards of me. I mean, I'm like, it, it could happen out of this tree with a longbow for yeah, sure. Yeah. It's, I'm putting them right where I want them, but just never anything big right. big enough. But I think out of that spot, it could happen. Dude, the longbow's a commitment. 
Are you committed to just using longbow? I'm going to try. I mean, until something really bad happens to me, which <laughs> when I miss a 190 with it, I'll probably have to put it back in the corner. But <laughs> right. No, I'm having fun with it. I mean, I've always wanted to do it, and I'm just in the mindset this year that I'm just going to go out and try it and have fun. And right, right. I don't have any desire to pick up the compound right now. That's cool, man, because we talked – I mean, we might have already talked about this on a podcast, but you and I talked in person for sure. It's like you've you've done – in the whitetail game for – you know, regular bow hunting, you know, I guess modern day bow hunting, you've kind of got one of everything. You've done a little bit of it all. You've, I mean, dude, if you guys follow us, you've seen a panoramic like view of your man cave. There's not much you don't have. So is that the reason it's like, you see this as like a new chapter? It's not like I can't go back to the compound if I want to. I mean, I can pick it back up whenever I want to, but I've just always wanted to try this and like, I'm not getting any younger and talking with Shad. I mean, he's so passionate and into it. It's like, it's kind of got me to fall in love with this traditional side of things. So it's that scratch. You just got to itch. Yeah. And I just want to try it. And I've always dreamed about sitting behind a 160 inch buck with the longbow draped in front of him. So that's, that's what I want to do. You said that backwards. But I'm following you. So that scratch, you got to itch. Yeah, that one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting. Yeah, hey, scratch, you got to itch, bro. Clint, I know. Um, you know, fuck you, Clint. You're too successful. You know, you go kill a big over the counter bowl. You go come home. You're just like willy nilly. There's a hundred sixty inch. I kind of forgot tail. he was even on the phone. Yeah, Clint's been a good willy, boy. Willy nilly, I like that. That's good. <laughs> so bring us up to speed with you, man. I know. Um, you've we've already covered this on an episode, but just just to, if someone missed it, bring us up to speed till now. Yeah, man. Uh, started off in Colorado. That was a complete disaster. Just weather and bad luck on timing there with the snow and the storms blowing in and closing roads and all that shit. So my 14-day hunt turned into three days of scouting and about a day and three quarters of hunting, and then it was time to evacuate. So you got some good Instagram a, photos, I bet, though. So that's good. That's worth it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a... a probably the most fun 26 hour drive home by myself that i'll ever experience that was pretty much about as painful as it gets without cutting my own arms and legs off with a fucking butter knife so that was fun (laughs) great times so yeah yeah so i i i let myself be a a bitch and basically like get upset and mad the whole way home and i was like all right the minute you hit your driveway Colorado's in the rear view. You got Utah over the counter, public land tag coming up next. Knew that was going to be a tough hunt. I mean, they always are, but especially on an over the counter unit that anyone in the world can go to Walmart and buy a tag for. So I got home and I was like, all right, we're done with Colorado. As painful as that was, we're going to leave that in the past. Now we're on to Utah. So then eight days later, I go to Utah, grinded it out there and freaking luck plus some little bit of perseverance and just some patience got lucky and scored out there on a really really good old herd bull um probably the best over-the-counter tag bull i'll ever kill i can't i mean unless i get like super lucky somewhere but i probably won't ever kill another over-the-counter full bull. details on episode 398 398 yeah yeah definitely won't probably ever kill one as old as that bull um so yeah, that was. I mean, yeah, that was kind of damn near almost a uh, once in a lifetime bull over the counter for me. Came home on a Thursday. Our season started Saturday, so I came home was a, was back in Ohio for like a day and a half, and then jumped right into whitetails, and pretty much wanted to kill. I had two bucks from last year that were both on the same farm. Um, 
either one of them wanted to kill one of those two. I knew they were both at least five or six this year, if not older. Had a lot of history with them last year. Hunted them both hard last year. Got my ass kicked by them both last year. Never Actually never drew my bow on either one of them last year. Uh, they both shed late, shifted gears, and then killed the that old buck that I killed last year late. Um, but that's the only reason why I ended up killing him is just because he was the next buck up after you know these two both shed. So yeah. first night of season would have been Saturday. Um, the buck I ended up killing, I saw him. He was at like 80, no shot, skirted me, but he came out of this thicket that I pretty much kind of had him pinned down all summer, kind of figured out what he was doing, where he was staying. And I was like, shit, man, like, you know, right off the get-go, like, here we go, you know. And then um, ended up killing him six sits later. Yeah, it would have been seven days later, but the one day I skipped, I had the kids. Um, so six hunts later would have taken us to the following Friday and ended up killing him at 47. Um, first night in with the Clyde Arrow, first night in after, you know, kind of after that um, all took place. So, yeah, probably until Easton and Keaton kill their first deer, I would say that was will probably be the most memorable whitetail hunt I ever go on just, just because of the circumstances, the arrow, the, the first night in, just, yeah, you know, really didn't even want to be there, to be totally honest with you, but something just told me, fuck, man, I need to go to a tree, you know, the conditions are right, you know, it, I guess it is what it is. And, uh, yeah, it all came together um, out of nowhere and was able to poke him at 47 and get him killed. So it was, um, yeah, it's going to be hard for me to top that one as far as just – uh, a memory on a special buck that's that's probably going to take the cake until my kids start killing deer that's for sure yes yeah, so dude, now we're, it's a stud too now we're present well yeah I think he's like like 158 so yeah you know damn near 160 as a he's only 14 inches wide but he's got 25 inch beams it's a stud dude that's um, not bad crazy. for a coos yeah, buck yeah yeah he's a pretty good yeah, coos buck yeah no doubt solid coos buck hell yeah i was <laughs> yeah i was stoked with him man i was super pumped well for um, people you know i know 398 we cover like that elk and crazy detail yep. we cover everything yep. in crazy detail it was a one-on-one -on -one yep. between you and i if you guys already haven't heard it yep. and uh yep we got really drunk and just talked it was cool yeah, um, we did. well congrats cool. dude you had your murder so you're done in ohio you're just kind of doing your thing you could have drove out here you have no excuses for not being in studio i'm so. uh I'm done in Ohio right now, saving up time. Um, Susie's in town a lot. Shout out to Susie. Susie's been hunting. Uh, Susie's we getting a, some a podcast stud. attention. She must be a, a yeah, a, a yeah. Treat. Oh yeah, yeah. Susie's a real deal, homie. Um, she uh, she has she's got a oh, she's hunting a giant out here um, with me. We found a really big, uh, really big mainframe eight that'll probably be in the 150s. So she's been hunting him hard. So it's been fun to, um, yeah, you know, kind of kind of check cameras and and you know she lives in pennsylvania so she's been coming over and hunting and then i was trying to help emily you know she ended up killing that fucking giant the freak yeah. the other night so that was super cool man to be able to help her fucking giant is an understatement. oh dude right. like people don't even realize i mean i took the photos for her i was there the night she found it um you know got to be there for the whole experience and i mean we talked about that buck for two years straight like me and emily shot her i mean we are bfs we talk every day damn near every hour of every day and it's literally bow hunting and i mean i have the, the amount of map study trail cam photos and homework that i have done with her on that buck a buck that i would never hunt um it on i mean hundreds of hours that's all we've talked about for two years mm -hmm. and for her to finally pull it together and kill that buck the way she did i mean just fucking so proud of her i mean she definitely the most underrated female in the whitetail world right now oh dude she's a she's I a think. real i mean there's there's a couple of them out there that are just absolute killers 
And, um, uh, I'm, you know, I, I get to call quite a few of them that are like that best friends. I mean, I'm, I'm best friends with some absolute, you know, that's ironic, lady, huh? lady killers. <laughs> and yeah. And, uh, Emily's, Emily's one of them, you know, there's, there's very few, hate to say it, but there's very few women out there that actually, you know, um, even how well, fuck even guys nowadays, to be honest with you, but there's very few that realistically can walk into a room, whether it's a taxidermy shop or a bar and can talk, I don't care if it's, you want to talk bows, talk how to tune one, talk how to set one up. You want to talk strategies on how to kill a big buck. You want to talk thermals. You want to talk funnels. You want to talk pinch points. You want to talk saddles. You want to talk DIY hunts. You want to talk public land hunting. I mean, like Emily is one of those freaking chicks, man. Emily's one of those chicks and, and Susie's one of those chicks. Like, yeah. I mean, she's, she's hunting, she's killing 140, 150 bucks in Pennsylvania. And dude, I mean, I've hunted PA. It's like, public land everywhere you go i mean there, there's no such thing as unpressured deer over there yeah like yeah. you know and i mean it's yeah it's crazy man but they're out there like those those people are out there that are just they're just grinding and killing stuff and they don't really care about like the the fame and fortune of it and honestly just doing it the way they should so yeah hats yeah. off to emily though man super stoked to be part of that yeah that's but, cool uh, yeah. man it was cool to kind of be in contact with you behind the scenes like seeing the oh, trail yeah. cam photo and then you're like dude i'm yeah i'm going to help emily recover this deer like monster and you sent me oh, a yeah. couple like Fucking yep. giant once you recovered it you sent me a few photos of it oh, yeah. there. I'm I like, told, oh I, my god i i told her in photos i'm like that deer is going to be as big as extra she's like i don't know i'm like i'm telling you right now that deer will be as big as my biggest if not bigger and he's 191 and that deer was we taped it at 190 and 28 so literally i mean it's fucking right i told her i was like i'm telling you i'm like that deer is going to break 190 i'm like it's it's uh, it's a frame is that is so nuts the man. frame is so well it's, unbelievable. it's impressive for a deer that doesn't have a lot of non-typical inches to break 190 no, and that deer, that deer hey, doesn't have very he, many non-typical he is inches. go back to our road trip podcast to wyoming he's framey he's very framey, he's framey. Oh. Yeah. and the brow tines are just oh miles high. I, Dude, I, I would mean, almost have rather have a buck that doesn't break 200 that is framey like that like the, oh, the, absolutely. the, the guyer mm-hmm. buck is framey mm-hmm. yep yeah um absolutely it, that basic that buck is the guyer buck with way bigger brows oh dude it's it's a mainframe 10 with like caribou shovels up front for brow tines yep. but i mean <laughs> it's a mainframe 10 with 25 and a half inch beams it's got stupid mass it's almost 25 wide i mean it's, it's inside it's right it's, it's it's nuts how big the frame on this deer is i yeah. mean just 20, out of control. Big. Insane. That's what makes him look so big. The brow, oh, the brow times yeah. and a twenty-five inch spread. He's just yeah, huge. just isn't that book like twenty-four or something inside? Yeah, he was twenty-four and what the hell? I'm the one that did. Imagine seeing that I think, coming. I think in? it was oh, twenty-four and a quarter or twenty-four and three-eight, something like that, on the inside. That's that's and, spread uh, that adds to your score for the record. It's oh. not greatest spread. <laughs> I, I can't yeah. remember. I got to. I think the Geyer buck is. Fuck! It's been so long since I've like looked at that score sheet. I think a twenty four, twenty five inside. Yeah, that's and that's, then I think he's got twenty. I think he has a twenty seven and a twenty nine or a twenty eight inch beam. Man, that's uh, stupid. A, four, a fourteen inch two, just insane. Like, yeah. and that's a mainframe no, eight pointer at one ninety one. Is what that book yeah. went. Yeah. 
that's, I mean, just nuts, dude. So, so that was, I mean, that's been, that was really cool to, to be able to be here for that. Uh, I'm glad I wasn't on a hunt. I'm glad I was here to, you know, I mean, I talked to her early that day. She got pictures of him in a new spot. And I mean, I don't, I don't want to get into it because um, she's going to talk to it, but it's just the story behind it that day, how it all plays out. Like it's just, it's just so, it's just, I was like part of the whole day. Like it was just, it was just cool that the way it panned out, it's really cool. We're going to do a podcast on it. It's going to be badass. Like her telling the story and just how it all pans out. But so no, that was cool as hell, but no, man, we just taking crops off. Um, spent a lot of time with the kiddos. They've been in the combines and we've been planting wheat and whatnot. Um, you know, I got, uh, I got one buck tag left in Utah. I leave the, uh, 11th through the 19th i'll be out in utah chasing uh chasing the rut out there for muleys on public so i'll get to hook up with probably devin quite a bit on that one hopefully and uh run around the freaking uh run around the mountains and, and chase rutting bucks and uh got a few doe tags left and yeah man no just just uh yeah been ton of farming and ton of stuff with the kids uh i got i gotta tell this easton easton story real quick so for those of you who don't know i got a four-year-old easton Keaton's my youngest. He's two. They're both wild. I don't know where they get it from. Don't fucking blame me. <laughs> no one knows. No one knows. Yeah, they're just more no. like cocaine in yeah. their veins or something. Whatever motivates you. I don't know what yeah. the hell. I gotta get we're whatever blame. whatever motivation syrup you drink for breakfast. I gotta get some of that. <laughs> we're we're gonna blame it on Danielle, their mother. We're gonna blame it on it's. That's why they are the way they are. But so Do you guys just like wire wire like. Red Bull or what's going on, dude? I don't, I don't you, know. You know but. what it is? I'll compare it to this, and I'll say it for you because you'll never say this. You know how like Ted Nugent is like high on life all the like, time. The yeah. dude is like, yeah. he's what it is is he's passionate. Mm-hmm. That's just how you are about hunting. So that's like where when you turn on a Clint Casper podcast, you get passion, and honestly, passion makes you, I mean, excited for shit. Yeah, yeah, not wrong, no, when I mean, you talk to Clint about anything else, he's not like all wild and Buck like, Willie. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm at work. Yeah, all calm. Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. I mean, it's like... Buck Willie. <laughs> yeah, Buck Willie. It's talking about... What? That's what it is. Know, it's passion, right? Kids, like, Oh, yeah, like bow hunting and my kids. I mean, like, that that puts a smile on my face immediately. But, yeah, so that, so that, I'll make this story I had to give you sweet. shit, Clint, just because you're always oh, wrong no, for sound. For sure. So... <laughs> he's just like, yep, my, yep, you're right, I am. My... My little, oh yeah, I can't deny it. My, my, uh, my little guy, he burned his hand. He, he grabbed this like hot coal out of the fire that was in the grass that nobody saw, picked it up. So he's got this big blister on his hand, right? So Danielle calls me at work. She's like, Hey, I'm going to take him to the ER, you know, whatever. I was like, All right, you know, and she's already on her way up. She's like, It's not a big deal, but you know, they're going to want to check him out, whatever. So they're like, Hey, you know, you guys got to wrap this hand with gauze, keep it clean. They gave us a special ointment, like not a huge deal, but you know, kind of a big deal. Well, he doesn't act like he really cares. It's just like whatever. So tonight, I'm like, hey, before we, I take you back to your mom's, I'm like, Easton, I'm like, you need to help me. I'm like, we're going to rewrap Keaton's hand. You know, he's like, okay. So I start, uh, okay. I start, you know, rewrapping his hand. And, and Keaton does really good with it. Like, I don't know how because it looks like it hurts like hell. But he just acts like it doesn't slow him down. He's fine, whatever. So I'm wrapping his hand, you know. And um, Easton's like, hey, Dad. He's like, I got to tell you something. I'm like. Okay, and I'm like paying attention to like what I'm doing, but I'm like listening to Easton. I like see out of the corner of my eyes, he takes his glasses off, and he's got this like serious look on his face. I'm like, "Hey, what's up, buddy?" I got Keaton on my lap, and he's Easton sitting across from me. He's like, "Um, he's like, I don't think we need to do this." He's like, "I don't think we need to wrap this hand." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, we have to." Like the doctor told us, you know, that's what we gotta do. He's like, "No." 
he's like, uh, I don't think we need to do that. I'm like, well, why would you think that, buddy? He's like, Dad? He goes, Keaton and I aren't no pussies. We're savages. And I, and at that moment in time, <laughs> I, literally, I literally thought, like, I didn't know whether I needed to yell at him or go crack a beer open and hand it to him and say, here, son, you deserve this. <laughs> you earned it. <laughs> what? What am I raising? Dad? Oh, my God. That's, that's what you call a chip off the old block right there. <laughs> oh, dude, I literally, I was just like, oh, How, how man, old is Easton? Easton is four. He turned four in May. <laughs> Amazing. And and I'm just like, dear God, like you're in trouble. I need sir. to I need to quit talking so loud in front of him because I'm just like that's like something I would you know <laughs> totally hundred percent. So I was just like Jesus, that's, like that's where he heard it. Man. Yeah, he didn't make that no, up. No, no, no. Yeah, he you wouldn't. So you would never say anything like that. <laughs> no, no. I'm gonna blame it on Danielle, but it's, it, but again, Clint says that to himself before he goes to bed every night. You ain't no pussy. You're a savage and goes to bed in the mirror. He's like in the mirror. Oh, shit. I was just like, I can't even be mad at you right now. I can't even be mad that you said that because he said it straight face. Like, I, I got to tell you something. He takes his glasses off. Like, I'm like, man, this is really serious. Whatever he's going to say, you know, and just straight face. Serious. Wow. Like, didn't crack a smile. Like he was like dead. So he's like, well, we don't need to do that. Dad, he's like, Keaton and I aren't. We aren't pussies. We're savages. And I'm just like, oh, my God. He's going to be a welder. (laughs) (laughs) What have I done? Save money on a scholarship there, bud, or or any effort in college. He's a welder. (laughs) He's going to work on a pipeline with our old boy Chance out there. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Man, that's that's horrifying. You'll be a grandpa when he's like 14. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, the good news news is, Kurt, is that means me and you will see a lot of each other because you know where the girlfriend's going to be. Fuck. I walked right (laughs) into that one. You did. I walked right (laughs) the fuck into that one. You walked All right. Bravo. Hey, Hey, Easton's a savage. All right. I'm I'm, I'm sorry, but you opened the fucking door, and I ran right through it full force on that one, chugging two beers with no clothes on. Hey. (laughs) Hey. Here's the thing. I'll be on that farm in Ohio killing 190s every... every well, oh. this is true. This is true. I mean, I will probably have to hey, share a little bit. So. There is a trade-off. Deal. There is. There is. There is a trade-off. Hey, uh, part of that Casper farm just became the Geyer farm, so let's well, figure that is, out. This is true. I, I, I could probably share a little bit. All right. Yeah, deal with the in-laws. Yeah, what up? In-laws. I'm here to kill your deer. How bad you want to be on a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you in or you out? <laughs> you in or you out? What's up? All right, so here's what I want to do right now. And you guys, everyone in here is either going to love me or hate me. I just wrote all these down. Well, we already hate you, so. Well, then you're going to have to love me. There's only one option there. Yeah, walking into them here, walking in blind. i got to keep my guard up. 400 doesn't mean I can just relax. Um, I'm going to bring up classic controversial topics in the whitetail game. And these are all things we already have covered, and I'm sure we've all answered differently versus our mindset at the time what we were feeling that year at the time, but I'm bringing up, I just jotted down like a handful and feel free to bring them up as we go along. Cla- when I say classic controversial topics, I'm, I'm hoping I already know one of these. Yeah, I'm gonna hit, I, I got a feeling. I got a feeling on a couple. I'm going to hit the first one right off the top. Broadheads. Okay. Yep. We're going to start there. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because this is just something that gets argued about on every forum, every Facebook mm-hmm. group, every anything internet. Mm-hmm. People are arguing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to go with with what what we're feeling right now. Here's the argument. Yeah, what we're feeling in this moment. And this might change. A year By ago, way, you might on have, your buck, Kurt. 
I mean, fucking Clint. Jesus Christ. Hey, thanks, man. Thank you, my man. I appreciate you for that. They're in law, so you can call me. By the way, catching up to season, Papa Dave did kill a really big buck on October. Nice. Yeah, Papa he did. Too. Fuck yes, yeah, he did. Papa Dave's a stud. We'll have to get Papa Dave on and uh, talk about that. What kind of broadheads was he shooting? Great segue. <laughs> God damn, Ross. We're talking fixed blades or expandables because that's the traditional argument we're going in. And Ooh. Papa Dave killed his buck with a expandable slick trick raptor trick, uh-huh. which I think is a great broadhead. Yep. If, and, and when I say we're talking broadhead, we're talking broadheads for whitetails only. Nothing else. Whitetails white white tails tails only broadheads. Hmm. And I'm going to just pick somebody randomly ooh, out of ooh, this ooh. group to give their opinion first because I don't want to fucking do it first. You need a little, ooh, you need a little I, board I with all our names on it. Yeah. Just spin it. I, I need a little, like, yeah, a little yeah, spin. Yeah. Spin <laughs> <portion>. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go Ross Bigger. There it is. Right. Right. Okay. Pick me. Pick me. <laughs> okay. Ross Bigger. Come on down. All right. Here we go. Um, here, one, let me set the stage here. One dollar, bro. Set it. We're at a bar. One dollar, Bob. I'm overly cocky because I'm telling you about the eight-pointer I passed last year. Yeah. Nice. And I'm going to tell you, only shoot fixed blades because you can't trust expandables. That's bullshit. They don't open. They don't open. You hit a piece of grass, one of the blades opens, and you're fucked. Hit it in the guts. Yep. Never find it. I shot one with a rage. Couldn't find it. Didn't open. Couldn't find it. Fuck the collar on those sons of bitches. You can't trust them. Fix what about blade. the no collar? They got no collars now, asshole. Yeah, they got no <laughs> collars now. Still bullshit. So you got blades flopping around. Never going to find them. Fix blade. You shoot right through anything. Bone, all that. Concrete block. Concrete block. I saw a guy <laughs> shoot through a barrel with a fixed blade. So I saw two shoot through a truck one time. Yeah. Pass so, through. You're at a bar because you know that happens at bars like oh, every yeah, night. all the time. And especially in the Midwest. No God, I, lo- I love this segment right we're doing right now. This is great. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go one way or the other for sure. Okay. But I'll start off being kind of open on it. Uh, I've, I've shot. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Classic. I, I mean, I've shot them both. Right. I've shot them both, and I've killed. We them all both. have. We all have. I mean, I swap back and forth. I might even I, mid-season every other day. I don't care. I, I might swap bows every other day. I don't care. I just I yeah. play. I play lots of different stuff. But I'd say for the expandables, um, yeah. If you if you hit the right spot, you're it's it's deadly. It's nasty. I yeah. mean, you're you're five gallon buckets of blood everywhere. Yeah. Um, I've killed. No, I'm gonna say that I've I've killed. More deer with a with a fixed broadhead. That's a slick trick viper trick. That's been my go to forever. Damn good head. And uh, bears and I'm, we're not talking bears. Sorry, but I'm just saying lots of animals have died behind a, bigger animals than a white tail. A viper trick. So um, that's been my go to, and they fly the best. I, I like them. Uh, expandables. Yeah, there's always that. What if they open? You hit a blade of grass. You shoot through the side of your blind. You whatever. Um, there, don't shake your head. <laughs> um, I like expandables. They they will they'll make a mess. I mean, in a hurry. Mm-hmm. But uh, I go back and forth. So consistently, if you're going to put a million dollars on one head or the other, what way are you leaning? Slick trick, viper trick, the fixed blade. Yep, fixed blade. Fair. Yep. That's that's where I'm at. I mean, I just I haven't been. I guess I haven't been. Uh, I haven't seen anything to make me want to go 100% the other So direction. if it came down to it, you're a fixed blade guy. Yeah. All right. Let me, let me write that down. Uh, <laughs> Ross. But, but I'm not going to say I'm, the first time I go to the stand this year, I'm not shooting a, a Viper or a uh, Raptor track. I mean. Well, what is it? It's one or the other. 
I'd like to change shit up. <laughs> just pick one. But the thing about it just is, I can tell one. you, <laughs> he, he's got both in his quiver. Just I can tell you every other one. Here's yeah, the deal. Pick I can, one. I can hey, tell you there's any mini money mo. I can tell you that there has been several deer. That have di- ended up dying, or, or ended up dying actually pretty quick. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, what's the name of those broadheads? I just can't think of them right now. Rage. Nope. Muzzy. Nope. nope. Uh, G5. Oh, Eli and Morgan. Levi Schwacker. Morgan shoots them. Schwacker. Thank you. Schwacker. Schwacker. It was like, Schwacker. I got on Schwacker. cinder block. I got on Schwacker years ago. I thought, man, this is going to be the nuts. I, mean, I the killed one of my biggest deer with a Schwacker. Okay. So... Now what? And now, honestly, what it comes down to is you're shooting for you're shooting for the exit, exit hole. Yep. And I got a deer one sixty quarter away at fifteen yards, quarter away walking by me, and I smash him right right through the lungs. And guess where it goes? In the offside shoulder. Yeah. I had a three quarter inch entry hole. That deer's dead on his feet for hundred and fifty yards. He walks all the way up the hill, a huge hill, and then walks. Along the whole ridge, on the yeah, it's a big, great big ridge, and disappears. I'm like, how is he still moving? And turns around, comes back all the way to where he topped that hill, dies, and rolls down the hill right to me. And I walked over there like little to no blood at all. Yeah, I'm no, like, that makes well, sense. There you go. It's a three quarter entry. You're supposed to have a two inch exit. Didn't have the exit. Boom. There you go. Not left with much. It just depends. That's I mean, the, every broadhead depends on how you hit that deer. It could be. A five-gallon bucket gusher. That's the that's the main issue, right? Yeah. And all of this, no matter what head you like, that's the problem. That's the problem. Well, Where are you yeah, going to hit shot, the deer? Shot placement make and make sure shot, your blades are sharp. So I made shit. the mistake as a beginning yeah. hunter. I would shoot a broadhead, practice with it or whatever, and then use it to hunt with. I mean, obviously, we know better than that now. But yeah. if you're new to the game, make sure you're shooting brand-new heads, razor sharp. Yeah, uh, if you're shooting a sharp head and you hit the animal in the right spot, it doesn't matter what you're shooting; it's exactly. going to die. Exactly, exactly. Yep. Shot placement is number one in this whole argument. Fuck everything else. That's yeah. what I'm coming shot down placement. to. I, I change my shit up just because I'm. I like. To I get just, it. I, I I like to change things. And I uh, I brought I brought the question up just to stir up the conversation. Mm. Um, and I'm going to pick uh, Clint Casper next because I know this dude's like grinding his teeth yeah and i feel bad for him he just slammed 14 bush lights in this conversation (laughs) and like two 24 ounce red bulls i don't know if they make those but they should oh god i hate red bull monsters monsters no no whatever Um, coffee i don't don't know what you do bang i i mean man i've got off the energy drink kick um actually you guys will make fun of me so if it's not straight water or beer uh, i do like milk I drink those. Um, <laughs> Fuck you, <Clint. laughs> hey, dude! I drink milk. <laughs> oh yeah, I love milk. Fuck man, three third generation dairy farmer. Love a good I mean, whole milk. Yeah. Yep. Not absolutely, but I actually like because this case it sounds those fucking bubbly, those sparkling water deals. I actually oh, like Jesus. those fucking things. Hey, but uh, okay, so um, <laughs> anyways, I've had the gays come after will, me for saying the the f word before. Yeah, so no I disrespect. Will pick What's up? Aside. Uh, but I think I think it needs stated, and and I mean, this is you guys will be like, oh yeah, that's a that's a Clint comment. Um, I don't care whether you shoot a field point, a fixed blade, an expandable. My biggest thing is it's all comes down to shot placement, like yeah. like, like like we've all agreed on, and that all comes down to one thing, and that is fucking confidence so if you are mm-hmm. confident 
in a Sever 1.5, which is my go-to head. It's been that way for three years now. I tested them before they came out. I've shot them since they've been out. Still my favorite head. Everything I've killed in the last three years have been with that broadhead. I have absolute confidence. doesn't matter what distance. I will kill it with that broadhead, 100%. No questions asked. But if I'm a fixed blade guy, it's going to be because I have absolute, total, 100% confidence. Because if you are confident and you draw that bow back, you bend the limbs back, and in your head you're thinking, if you let me get back to full draw in plain words, motherfucker, you're dying. If you, if, if you are not in that mind frame with that mindset, because of your broadhead, you shouldn't be shooting it. 100%. You, you need to be, without a doubt, total confidence in your setup. Because a confident guy at full draw is going to make good shots. Because he's not doubting himself. He's not doubting anything. The guy that's back at full draw going, oh, God, I, uh, I can't center a rib with this broadhead. It might deflect off. Or, oh, God, it's kind of quartering a little bit. What if I don't get what I want on that opposite side? Or, oh, God. If you're sitting there thinking about that shit, you're not making good shots. You're done. That's you're a just, good point. A good solid point. A good, you're just a, not. A good solid hunter sees the deer that he, or we're talking deer, sees the deer he wants to kill coming in, and then all those antlers blur out. Yep. And you're yeah. focused on your shot, and you you make yeah. that shot. You I don't mean, you don't let your nerves get the well, best of you. Go, going yeah. into this, it kind of goes back to what I said earlier when I drew back on that doe, and in my head I was like, "Oh, you're so fucked." Like it's there. And Cam Haynes kind of even touches on this. Like when an animal comes in, you draw back. Like you know the thing's gonna die. But I do remember like starting hunting. I remember drawing back on deer, going, "I hope I hit it." Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and that yeah, yeah. that wasn't. Yeah. It was just yeah. a lack of experience, right? Like I was green. Yep. And yep. and a lot of it's learning like confidence and being in the pressure of the moment, drawing back, settling yep. where you know you need to aim versus the distance and yep. the animal's behavior. Yep confidence on shot execution and then it's yep. once you hit the animal it's burying your eyesight until you can't see that thing anymore and you have enough experience in how the animal behaved on how you're going to recover yep. that and that deer. goes that goes right back to go shoot your bow you said every episode right? yep. it's just how it goes so if you shoot your bow I, I know that if you go shoot your bow enough and you practice enough when the heat of the moment comes in you're and confident. the animal's moving there you don't even remember pulling back squeezing that release I mean, yeah. any of that. You just go through the shot sequence, yeah. which like, is which yep. is exactly what you need. And if you don't pull your bow out before October 1st and yeah. practice, then you go into it and all your nerves get the best of you. Because you're thinking about everything. Here's yeah. the thing I like to eliminate, and this is the thing that happens with everybody, though. I don't know what happened. And that does happen no matter – sometimes it can happen no matter how prepared you are. Like, weird shit does happen. Like, yep. I, I live that. But if you can do everything you can to eliminate the – I don't know what the fuck happened. I drew back and I don't know what happened. It's like, well, yep. If you can prevent that, you're yep. you're doing really well by yourself, and and you're going to be more successful. Yeah, I agree because you have like the oh, yeah. where 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 to go. Well, yeah, you get a when bunch you're, you're of shooting, I don't know. You're shooting at a live animal. You're not shooting at a target, so the animal's going to react. You're going to have little branches and shit that can jump out. There's always going to be an unknown variable when you're bow hunting. That's just part of the sport. But yeah. like Clint says. When you have confidence, I mean, that's 95% of the recipe. That really eliminates a lot of the problems that can happen. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. So cutting to it, Clint, and, and now that we've – kind of, I got these topics. I'm going to pick somebody to hone in on it, and then we'll kind of 
go in there. But Clint, would you say you're a fixed or an expandable man? For the record, I'm writing these down. Nope. White whitetail, because um, I know we're just talking whitetail right now. Hundred percent, absolutely expandable all the way. I mean, oh, I'm wow. not aiming. I the other way. I, and 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 I. My biggest my biggest thing is is where people get in trouble and they immediately blame it on an expandable. And I hear this all the time. Oh, I hit him in the fucking shoulder. Okay, here's the thing, dude. If you're not shooting 80 pounds with a 32-inch draw at 340 feet per second with a 500-grain arrow, you're not touching getting through that shoulder yep. anyway if you dead center punch it. And I will argue with anybody out there because I have filmed guys bounce muzzleloader sabots off a deer's shoulders, does, and we don't find her, and she's on camera three days later feeding in an alfalfa field. Yep. So, I mean – and now, I'm not saying you can't get through the backside, the front side, maybe the top, maybe part of the bottom. But if you dead center punch the softball center, uh, the softball center of a deer's shoulder, you are fucked. 99 out of 100 times Hard with an arrow. You are fucked. <laughs> yep. you're, you're right, man. doesn't matter what broadhead you're shooting. You're I don't fucked. give a shit. Yeah, I don't care what broadhead. So my 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 pro on expandables are... You have a giant hole typically going in and going out if you hit the deer correct. Now, if you shot hit it placement. bad, if you hit it bad, because I, I have shot deer mid-body, left, right, mid-body, up and down. You're in the liver, you're in the guts. But here's the deal. You don't push them. You've got a two-inch by one-inch hole through the center of their body. They go 100 yards, bed down. You come in the next day. The only thing you got to worry about is coyotes getting them. Yep. The deer's dead. They will. It's, it's over. It's dead. That's my. Literally, that's my you get exact... out of your stand. You walk back to your truck. You call your buddies. You drink a beer. You take a couple freaking sleeping pills. You go to bed that night. You wake up in the morning. Your fucking deer is <laughs> yep. gonna be within two hundred yards. I that's, guarantee it. That's my exact philosophy on shot placement for a deer. I yep. I, I'll middle aim, of the middle. I, I aim for dead. lung liver. And yep. if I happen to be a little far to the right, it sounds unethical, but that deer is going to die. He's dead. Leave him dead alone. That yeah. fucking deer with a yep. with a rage That's, or whatever expandable. Oh, I don't care what it is. It is, cleaning it, is. That, it is cleaning that deer yep. out. That deer is dead within 24 hours. Yeah. Absolutely. And, sure. and everybody wants to hold tight. Everybody wants to hold tight to that shoulder. And I'm like, people, the lungs, most of your, if you look at the anatomy of a deer, a real anatomy. Most of the lungs don't even sit up inside. Now, yes, your heart, yes, it is tucked up in there. But three-fourths of your lungs are sitting back anyway, six, seven inches. Everybody wants to hold tight to that fucking shoulder. The only spot on a deer where if you hit it, you are one. I would rather shoot a deer flat out in the hip. I will take my chances on hitting the veins and yep. arteries in a hip all day yep. over that shoulder. It's the only place on a deer besides the no-bow zone, which for those who don't know that no-bow zone, I'm talking about two inches below the spine and a few inches above the organs to where there's absolutely nothing there to kill them. It's no-bow zone. There's, there's nothing there to kill them, nothing vital. It's not going to bleed out. Your arrow goes in, goes out, and that's it. It's over. Besides that, the only other spot is literally you hit him in the leg or the ankle or the shoulder. Like, stay away from the shoulder. Hit him anywhere in the midsection, in the yeah. middle of the middle, the yeah. deer's dead. You hit him from, you a, you hit the, him from the armpit right. to the dick with oh, an yeah. expandable. <laughs> They're fucking done. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. And, and, and I had to clarify, like, for some people, it sounds wrong, but we're talking 
Dead animals shit here. Happens. Yeah, shit, shit happens. Yeah, shit happens. You fuck up, it happens. It's part of yep. the game. I'm not yep. saying yep. deliberately gut shoot deer. No, I'm no, no, saying no, no. when I when I aim my natural aiming point on a broadside deer, I go from the armpit. I'm back four, five, six inches. Yeah, like I'm yep. at the back of the lungs when I'm shooting at a deer. That way, I know yep. if something fucks up and I go into the yep. towards the shoulder, I've got three or four inches to play with. And, and let, yep. correct me if I'm wrong. I bet you 95 percent of the time you watch your deer fall from your tree stand when you hit oh, yeah. them where you're Absolutely. aiming. Yeah, I mean Absolutely. most of the time I'm and, hitting double long yeah but yep. i, I did it two years ago i shot a deer made a bad shot hit him on the opposite shoulder me and doug went after him never found him, never yeah. found him. If, I, if i heart shoot a deer it's because i'm cleaning everything else out and getting the heart on the way out like i i yep. very i will never aim at the heart on a deer. i would agree with that i almost yep. always aim safe double long yep, yep. safe oh, yeah. double long yeah. would probably well, be and, the perfect term for it actually and, like and that's i i don't SEO. I don't shoot an expandable, honestly, because nice. it, it's any better than fixed. Like, because if you hit a fixed blade, <laughs> double lung, and you hit an expandable double lung, guess what? They both are fucking dead deer walking as they take off. Yep. Yeah, but where, where I like an expandable is when I fuck up, I hit a limb, I pull my shot, I peek. I, so I, I do something wrong. In my opinion, an expandable, I have a better chance to recover that deer with, and that's just my opinion, but I feel like they provide me a better opportunity in that middle of the middle or say you're back, whatever. If I hit shoulder, honestly, in my head, I'm like, fuck, Clint, you're fucked. Yeah. Now, hey, I'm Clint. still going to look. I'm still going to look. I'm still going to put in my time, but I know in my head what that means. Chances yep. are I'm in trouble, but right. I hit one back. I hit one in the hip. I hit one. I like the giant holes that an expandable provides. Yeah, the entrance and hole. The the blood trailing on an entrance hole with an expandable is just hands down better than any right. fixed yep. blade that I've ever shot. And you're and getting, a, you're getting a massive you hole. How can you argue that? You know? know, for sure. Uh, yep. Ross, you got something itching? Yeah, I'm itching. I no, I was just <laughs> itching. No, I'm not itching. I'm just so. I mean, are you? Uh, I guess. Now I'm all screwed up and I can't remember. Um, <laughs> you want me to move on? No, no. I'm, uh, so backing up just a little bit on the on the fixed broadheads versus versus expandables. So you go. Are you shooting? What the hell am I trying to say? I guess I'm trying to. Um, so are you shooting elk? Are you shooting all these all these animals that you're going after? Are you shooting those with uh, with expandables? You've said. Haven't changed, have not changed my broadhead since I started shooting those 1.5s three years ago. So everything from, literally everything, well, actually this is my fourth, fourth year. This is, I'm in my third and a half season with those broadheads as far as with the severs. And before that, I was a rage. I was a, honestly a rage hypodermic guy forever. Yep. Those are really good broadheads. That's my honestly. jam. I've been shooting rage since '09. I've shot them yep. all and haven't found one that I dislike. Yep. And I mean, mountain lion, elk, bears, whitetails, hogs. I mean, it just. I mean, I've, like I said, I mean, I've had utmost confidence in them, and I fall back on the bad shots I've made. I've found the animal just because the entrance hole was huge yeah. i let him go i didn't rush nothing i played my cards right and i've never had to like go back in and reshoot an animal or i'm like oh shit you know the only animal i lost was a, a big buck back in it would have been like 2017 and i fucking shoulder shot him at 40 yep. i mean i dead center punched literally i i just 
I just pulled my shot and and literally smacked him dead square in the shoulder. I got two inches of penetration. I knew what I did immediately. I spent two days looking, even though I knew what happened. I mean, I knew I was fucked, but yep. still, it's just the thing to do. That's your obligation. But, yep. Right. right. Absolutely. But I knew in my head, if I'm four more inches back, that deer's hanging on my wall right now. Yep. Right. I mean, and it's just that simple. And it all come down to... I just didn't execute, and I didn't do my job. I mean, I was a little bit nervous. It was kind of a rush deal, and realistically, it just fucked up. You know, and that's that is what it happens. It is what it is. But yep. it is. And I can, I can, it is. I can say for sure, I've been in that in those shoes. Uh, I've lost probably four, I think, uh, since I started bow hunting. I've lost four on shoulder shots. I mean, it, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's no good. Yeah, that you hug that shoulder and you're ho- hoping for heart shot, but realistically, those lungs are way back. So. I kind of blame. Oh, yeah hunting culture for the whole heart shot thing i kind of blame like all it's the not, all the not deer a bad targets thing to go for a heart shot but if you're it's doing not. it okay take the quartering away shot when you're cleaning out liver lungs and getting hard on the way out like don't try to broadside shoot a deer in the heart it's just right it, uh, it sounds ethical but you're more ethical to stay back a little bit and get the a room for air is just not the there Yep. You, there's less room for air. That heart is oh, tucked yeah. in those, in between those shoulders so tight. That, For, you know, you have oh, a deer yeah. with his leg forward, head up, like calm, looking away. Yeah, maybe that's your move, you yep. know. But it, we can go back and forth on this all day long. Yeah. All I want to know now, before we move on to our next topic, I got Ross marked down. You're fixed. I'm taking notes on this because I want this to haunt you to your grave. Um, Clint's an expandable guy. I'm being sarcastic. <clears throat> Everybody like just looked at me stone cold when I said that. Uh, Eric, what are you, man? If you're picking a broadhead, where are you at? Mechanical. You're an expandable guy, all right? Expandable. Noted, okay. noted, expandable. All right, good to know. Um, Austin? I'm rage, baby. It's like throwing an axe through an animal. <laughs> Dude, every time every time I watch those old uh, – Chuck Adams pops up with his hat. It's like throwing an axe through an animal. I just see, <laughs> I just see that crazy no. vegan lady on TikTok have an aneurysm. I, I say that now. I, it makes me cry, but shooting the trad bow, I gotta, I'm going back to big 175 fixed plays for the trad bow. But if I, if I got the wheeled bow, I'm rage, baby. I love, dude, that – you're wheeling that fucker out of the garage or what? <laughs> Anytime someone says, like you, if I'm ever at a bar and someone goes, it's like throwing an axe through an animal, you get a free beer. Like, right. I'm buying you a fucking oh, beer. Yeah. Oh, I'm <laughs> saying that every time we're at a bar then. It's just because I know you're from my era of bow hunting. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Yeah, like the old, remember, like the old Rage commercials and then they had like the old They were so good, dude. They were graphic. They showed that punching the deer and the blood exploding when it hit like on the entrance it's just <laughs> yeah. like that's someone the product yeah it's like there it is yeah okay um we got uh doug what, what are you gonna do uh, i'm expandable all day expandable guy huh all i right. used to use rages all the time but i'm the lone rage trigger after trick noted all right the big one i shot was with the rage it didn't go very far did, there. did you write yourself down yeah i did i put a c because i feel like spelling my whole name um here's the thing Hard to argue with a fixed blade. And I got to say, the Slick Trick Viper Tricks are the, the best, most accurate flying with, what I'm saying working class guy, like all your fixed blades, if you do everything, you your homework right, they should fly amazing. Um, went elk hunting, I shot 125 grain with Vi- Slick Trick Viper Tricks for elk, being prepared, and I brought those right into whitetail season. And you want to talk about a hard-hitting motherfucker. Yep. That head is amazing. It flies great. I shot that head fixed blade all the way out to 80 yards, 
um, just off like a paper tune. And that's impressive. Was just it, dude, it was, and they fly like lasers. That's they, the thing. I just I can't get over any other fixed rods. Yeah. Not to interrupt you, but I, no. I've shot a ton of rodheads. Yep, and fixed and expandable. And the expandable practice tips are all our practice points are awesome. Yeah, but but I feel so confident being able to just use three or four fixed viper tricks against any other fixed broadhead and shoot them at a hundred and yeah. watch and watch them i mean not even like just send it off and you're not supposed to just watch your arrow but i i do that just to watch and see the flight and yeah and lighted knock and everything just like a laser beam i th- so th- with me yeah i agree 100 percent with everything you just said shooting those broadheads at 60 70 80 yards and watch them hit the center of that broad force target like hit right where you want every time send them in there you're like Ah, uh, everything is fucked at this point. You know, like yep. the confidence level I had with those Viper tricks was beyond any other thing that I could have shot at the time. Now, that being said, I've shot. That's the only time I shot those heads was that season, 125 grain for elk, and I've been shooting the the Raptor trick two inch. Uh, they're two inch expandables, right? Two yep. inch. Yep. Dude, I know if I'm aiming double long. It's devastation. Oh man. yeah, like, absolutely. I agree. And creepy. I thought I hit him a little high. He was real close. Um, I thought I hit him high shoulder. Maybe and I was panicking a little bit. Um, rolled him in sixty yards. Like yeah. So was, <laughs> we can see the stand from where he was laying. Yeah, yeah. So it's a durable head. Like I, I, I know that head is capable. I feel for whitetails the way I aim and everything at whitetails for for double long. Entry and exit hole, like we talked, that head is going to destroy some shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'll go back to what, to interrupt you real quick. Yeah. But I'll go back to what Clint said and shot plate, shot placement is key. We've all said that, I guess. Yeah. But, yep. but honestly, yeah, going into it, if you want devastation, an axe through the animal, whatever, it's, it's, you, you have a two yeah. blade of anything and you know where your shot placement is going to be. I mean, that's, it's nasty. Here's my final answer. You pin me down and say, are you a fixed bellied fucking guy? Or are you I was getting ready to. Expand? Gun to your guy. Gun to your head. Make up your goddamn mind. I'd be like, all right, I'm a fixed blade guy. Give me that Viper trick. I'm game. I'm game with the Viper trick because if I do hit some shoulder or I tuck tight on that heart, I know I'm going to kill it, but I'm shooting Viper tricks or I'm shooting slick tricks this year. They're expandable. Yep. Raptor tricks. Fuck. Um, so I, I don't know. I think deep down I'm a fixed blade guy. But I'm shooting expandables right now. I'm more com- okay. I'll- okay, one more thing I'm going to add. <laughs> we, <laughs> we have spent an entire podcast on yeah, this yeah, yeah. I know. I'm sorry. On. Slick tricks. I'm getting- sorry. Yeah, they don't pay. If us, I'm throwing bombs, if I'm throwing bombs like long bombs, it's it's going to be my, the fixed, the viper trick. Okay. I killed a turkey at All right. two of them. Forty six. I'm All going right, next. Uh, next subject. I'm going fixed, even though okay. I'm uh, shooting expandables. All right. Um, next one. Since. Nope. <laughs> I, I think this would be a fast one. Okay, we, well, we can go fast. Doug, we're going to start with you because you didn't get to touch on much on the last one. Sorry, bro. Sense. And we're talking we're talking urine. We're talking foxing on your boots because that's they don't know the difference when you're walking in. And we're talking... Dirt wafers. We're yeah. talking dirt wafers. We're talking Tink 69. Earth spray. Yeah, Tink 69. Earth spray. <laughs> we're talking buck bomb, baby. Spray Ooh, the thing out and let bomb. it burst off. We're talking... I want what? firecrackers blowing up at the base of my stand. <laughs> yeah, Rose candles. You want to light some incense? <laughs> All right. I'm going to light this incense down and burn the farmer's field well, down. Yeah, know? but it's... it's, it's 
vapor. Let's just fucking bathe in dope piss. Just bathe in it. Pour, <laughs> yeah. Drink it. That's drink what, it. I drank it, so I fart it, and then it's just <laughs> hey, like dough fumes coming out of my ass. We're talking ass. artificial in balls in a jar, and you're going to put them in a scrape. We're talking, I don't know, we, you're going to piss in, you're going to drink this product and then piss in a jar and stir up some powder in it. We're talking all. Where are you at, Doug? You in or you're out? What, what's your preference? I'm out. I'm not using any of it. None? None. You're just clean none. I'm none. All right, Doug. Got a boy, Doug. Got a boy. Doug. It never works. I've never seen it work, personally. Okay, Doug, none. Got you down. Is that it? <laughs> that's, all, that's all I got. I've never seen it work. Mm. Eric? Mm. I will say, as a newer bow hunter being older, I tried all that bullshit. I'm out. You didn't put any rub line slime on some trees and I never shit? use a rub line slime, mm-hmm. but... You never call it Matt Buzzbiss and show your tits for some free product? <laughs> twice. 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 That was twice. twice. Hey, no response. It, was no two response. Time. it happened two times. Leave me alone, okay? <laughs> two times. Three. No response. No, but right, I tried no, all that dumb shit. I've never seen it work. I do love the smell of the old dirt wafers and the rut wafers, though. Those things were the bomb. <laughs> the wafers right. were kind of cool. Chandler? Because everyone had them. Are you in or are you out? Uh, man, I I keep a rut wafer just so I can smell it, just for the nostalgic aspect. While you're hunting? No. Just to smell it before I go <laughs> By out. By his bed. Just be like, man, that's 1996 right there. And then <laughs> yeah, I put it back. You take a shot? You take a shot of it? Yeah, no, fucking Chandler's got it in his car as a fucking air freshener. You got it in the carnage right. cart. <laughs> off the rear view. <laughs> off the rear view mirror hanging in his truck. So anything that, else? I don't though? care what anybody says. That brings me back to the old days. No, it for sure does. I, I'd cut off cedar, cedar uh, limbs. And throw those dirt wafers and the rut wafers in my little container and put the lid on it, man. Oh, you, you open do? that up, it's like, bam, hit you in the face. Bam, so you perfect. are using it on your, your... No, I don't do it anymore, but in oh. 1996, when I was getting started <laughs> with all this shit, yeah, I had everybody did it. No kidding. Okay, so what about nowadays? Like ne- No, nothing. The Lord, no, nothing. I use scentless laundry detergent, scentless deodorant, and scentless body wash. That's what I use for scent stuff. Ozone? I, I honestly don't have any ozone stuff, but I think Ross, we're going to change that. You do now. You got some scent crusher products. You so got the rapid mobile shop. I've always wanted one, but I've never done it. So I'm going to try that this year. Okay. Ross? Ross? Well, we kind of touched on this on the road trip podcast, but I was the first one to say, yeah, uh, I've killed bucks off of scent. I've, yeah. watched, I've watched it work, and it and it and when it works, it works. Okay. I've, I've, I've killed two big ones off of scent, and they were like hook, line, and sinker. Okay, do you think that's because ground. you willingly put it out, or did you put it out with strategy? I put it out with strategy. Of course, well, I did. wasn't just <laughs> spritzing the fucking timber. <laughs> like, I mean, it was. I played the wind. I played my. I walked through the creek. I got up. I you know put my little boot pads you on. You sprayed like it I, in the creek. No, I good walked. strategy. It goes down. Oh down yeah, the yeah, that yeah. attracts them for miles. Yeah, yeah. down. I the like creek. where you're When they drink it three miles down, they taste Hurts. the estrus. Or they, no, he sprayed on a leaf and then threw it in the creek. Yep. Well, they know where you're at when you're calling, so Project. obviously they'll know where you're at when you drop it in the creek. They'll walk right to that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, I heard yeah. about that once. No, I'm, just, I'm just saying. It. I'm just saying it, it's worked. I, I've watched it work, and it, I'm fortunate to kill a couple of really good ones straight off of that stuff. And I and honestly, I think and I said it. I I think I said it on that road trip podcast. I don't. I haven't used it much since, and because I was spending so what stupid money. What do I write down here? Kind of. Am I a yay yes. or nay, dude? I've been a. I've been a. So so both sides guy all night. I know, like but I 50, have to. 50? I have to write. I have to. You put have to write down. something down. Yeah, I have to put. If I down. choose one or the other, I'm gonna say no. No. Okay. I'm just saying it has worked for me. So the guys that haven't, it's been a naysay all the way through. 
I'm saying it's I've watched it work and it, it will work in the right situation. But I But you're a no. I yes. I'm a no. <laughs> so you're a yes or you're a no. Okay. Guys, Hold on. Um, Clint. Hey Clint. Um, you still Clint yeah, you with here. us? Hey Clint, yep. are you yep. there? Are you sleeping? No, I just I I it's it, I got a down. headache. I, I got a headache even even just thinking about the amount of times I get asked this throughout the months of October and November. What I, sex sense do you use? What are you using for cover sense? Like Clint, have you been I, skunked? Like have you or not skunked, but have I, you been caught and blown big boys out because you were using scent? <clears throat> for me, it all goes back to that confidence thing and I've tr- I'm like everybody else, I've tried it all. Um, I've put a ton of effort into, into trying to set like the stage and trying to like think, okay, Buck's going to come downwind from this bedding area. He's going to be cruising this edge. He's going to smell this freaking hot ass that I got setting all over the place. He's going to be like, Oh fuck, I'm coming over here to pound her. Dun, 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 machine of 20 yards. Oh, dude, I've had, I've had Bucks do that, hit that scent stream. And literally turn around and fucking run away. I mean, like, immediate, they hit it and ran the other direction. I just, for me, my whole philosophy the last 10 years on so killing mature no. bucks. Noted. <laughs> he's, he's a has maybe. Literally, has, has literally been, do not be heard, do not be seen, and do not be known that they're, that they're, that you are present. So that's just my, that's just my jam. Now I got buddies, they love it. Dude, they, they do the bombs. They do, and, and they kill, fuck, they kill good bucks. And they swear that that shit works for them. And, but there again, they're confident in that system. I am not, but I don't blind call. I don't run. I, like that shit is so last ditch effort. A buck is walking away at 150 yards. I know he's not coming back. I will maybe throw a grunt or a bleat. Most of the times, I'm going to use my mouth to do it. I don't even carry calls with me typically. But that is like last ditch. I have nothing else to possibly lose at this point. Yeah. I'm going to go with yeah. that. But I agree. That's fair. Like I said, though, that's just that's just my that's my style. My style is do not be smelled, do not be seen, do not be heard, and it's just all surprise ninja attack. I'm going to shoot you it. in your lungs as you walk by. That's it. But that's just me. That's so for my style. Absolutely not. There's no. You couldn't fucking pay me right now if you said, "Okay, Clint's got this big buck figured out. We're gonna make him take scent in." No, no, you're fucking not. No, I am not. I am not doing that. I, that's like that. Like that is not. That's not my game. Just I got yeah, nothing yeah. against the guys that do it. Like I hear Ross talk about it, and I'm like, "Fuck, that's cool. Like that's like that's awesome that he had confidence and it worked for him." Had. I just. That's just had. That, had. Yeah, but I mean, at least Thanks you can lot, say. Well I'm, well, I'm just saying, like, at least you have two encounters that it did work. Like, you can set your hat on two times that worked. Like, whereas me, I'm like, no, yeah, I've never yeah. had yeah, it. But there's, even, there's, I've never had it. But the the cons way outweigh the pros. Yes. Well, right, right, and and, that, and see, like, sure. that's where I'm at. Like, I, everything I, just, I do in the whitetail woods is all based off of predictability on where are my odds the highest and i feel like my odds are highest by shutting up don't be smelled don't be heard don't be seen yep. that's just that's just my like like decoy yeah. is the same thing let me, let me, i don't well, ever use decoy. Me, i just want to make one point yeah, we're still on this i think a lot of the times when you're using scent so as we do this and we progress in our hunting career we learn about 
entrance and exit of the stand and where our scent trail is laid down when we walk to the stand and we try to eliminate deer running into that path as much as we can and a lot of times when you're putting scent out you're trying to position them for that shot you're putting human scent where you don't necessarily want it yeah and they're picking that up as they're picking up the scent that you're putting down so yeah i think that's a big part of it for me when i'm trying to enter or exit a stand i'm trying not to cross paths where i think deer are going to be running through so for me that's one big reason why i don't want to use it i don't want to i don't want to get out in front where that shot's going to be you got to have enough that's, 69 on your boots yeah you just douse it you right. just yeah. soak them here's my thing too so with me i'm a no artificial scent whatsoever at all when it comes to hunting um i'm i'm a scent elimination only guy that's my experience I've never killed a deer off any sort of artificial fucking, like, no, no, Tink 69 bombs, the orange little canisters that you hook on the trees. I, you know, I did hunt, hunt over that shit when I was young and all that. And, and here's what it did. And this probably has nothing to do with the scent, but here's the experience that sealed the deal for me. Growing up, I hunted Fulton County. My dad went to Farm King in Canton, Illinois. And they used to have that cooler full of whatever. And I'm sorry, I, somebody knows the brand, and there's nothing against this brand. It's just the way we hunted. You know, the stuff, the cooler is extra fresh, so it worked extra good. Nice and fresh. And it was like three times the money, local, whatever. My dad opens the cooler, buys the shit. We set the stuff out. He has a deer bust him off of that stuff, he swears. This is years ago, right? I was young, real young. Couldn't even drive. Like, probably before I even killed my first buck with a bow. And I just remember my dad going, and, and this is just the way it is. I'm sorry for the language, but this is hunting camp. Man, fuck this shit. I spent all this money. It's fucking bullshit, you know? But I remember being like, yeah, fuck that shit. And it doesn't work. That's what, you know, I had in my head. And I thought you're just better off eliminating scent. And like what Clint said, you're better off assassin style, ninja style, intercepting a buck on his own movement versus how he hunts some wind on how you're going to figure out when for your property. I feel like you're better off doing that. I think and go I'm ahead. Sorry. I think that the biggest problem with putting scent out is with when you hang a wick, everybody who's anybody that has used it dips it like right in the shit, right? Yeah. yeah. And then oh, hang yeah. and then hangs it right on a branch, yeah. right? So this deer's walking along there and normally bucks would like pick up little traces like the does dribbling or she makes a little piss pile somewhere, yeah. and then he's he's getting on her scent. He yeah. walks up and grabs a big old whiff of this strange, just stank ass shit right, right <laughs> yeah. there. Imagine like, getting Whoa! a imagine hey, imagine getting a whop right in your face, like <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden out of nowhere, <laughs> and you're just like, that's not right. This that's scared some, the fuck. I was out of just me, thinking man. that some bad business going smell, on here. I was just smelling hay corn all of a sudden. Wop. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, listen here. I was just trying to see what was at the bar. I'm not I trying to get a up. face full right out. I was just checking scrapes. I didn't. You know, honestly, I haven't even had a period. Honestly, it's probably the best comparison. Like that's probably the best, best analogy that you can make for deer hunting. It's like imagine walking into a bar and hitting that hitting you in the face. Like I don't want to be in this bar. That's scary. Like yeah. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to look for a classy lady. Yeah, they call that a, they call that a taco slap. Just <laughs> whack right in the face. Yeah, well, yeah. Imagine like, walking into a bar and the sluttiest, drunkest girl right away comes up and just crotches you in the face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you're just like, Whoa. Yeah, like you know, this is crotches you in the face. Jesus. This came on too fast, and this isn't what I'm <laughs> yeah. looking for. 
I'm going to go somewhere else where I got to like follow a trail. Yeah. Yeah. I just got off work. I'm I like to for work for it. I don't want to just yeah. have it handed like, to my I'll face. Go, Goddamn. I'm trying to drink like three beers and then have the confidence to talk to you, you know? So I, six, that's the only, that's the only way I can think unless of. Unless you're a six point and then you're just diving all over. Hey, right. five bucks. Five bucks. That's <laughs> kids, you know? But going back to that, like I liked, uh, also I think you made the, you made the point where, you know, wherever you want the scent to be, or may, I can't remember now we're drinking. Um, we're wherever you it. want the scent to be, you have to walk there to put it there where you yeah, normally yeah. wouldn't walk versus where you're going right. to shoot. And so uh, we are we have a scent episode that's going to be coming up here in the future. A local guy. Um, want to help him out. He's a great dude. Want to help his business. But I think the, the scent conversation is good. And it does work for some people like what you guys have talked about. We mentioned it. Um, Just dumping a it, squirt gun. It, and- it's, it's worth the conversation whether I believe in it or not. I still want to do that interview um, because some of our listeners might get a lot out of it, and it might help his business and whatever. Right. I so, guarantee you, you have half your listeners that use and believe in scent products, and like, like, and Clint no disrespect. Said, and like, that's no, what like works. Clint said, if you're confident with your system, why change? I yep, mean, if you're seeing absolutely. success with that, why change it? So here, here's yep. what I said. I, I we had a, a conversation over way too many bush lights um, about it, and they're literally across the road from us was a V-shaped hayfield. So imagine you got your V-shaped hayfield, the bottom of the V, the point where your two lines hit the bottom. I just use it. This is simplistic analogy here, or simplistic. Well, let me paint this picture. Paint the picture. In a simple way. I'm drunk. So um, your stand is at the V, the, the, the point of the V, the bottom of the V. You're expecting that deer to come down the edge of one of those lines of the V down to the point. That's your pinch point, right? You're expecting that buck to come there, and your wind's perfect. Everything's good. My analogy was if you already did your homework, you know the deer's going to move through there and you know your wind's good, why would you step out into the V? And it's what you guys were saying earlier. Set your scent. So if you know the deer's already going to do that, if you've already done your proper homework, why would you intercept him with something that might stop him in his tracks? Don't take a chance on screwing that deer up. Right, before he gets there. So if you've already done your homework on how a deer moves on certain winds, you know he's in a certain area and you're in there, you shouldn't even have to consider a scent attracted into your game at all. And leave your deer kazoos at home. Leave your deer kazoo at home. Yes. Just let him roll through because you've done your... So for me... I'm a big fat no on scent. Is that fair? That's fair. fair. You guys want the next? You guys want the fair. next one? I, yeah, let's go next one. Calling. Mm, I just said it. I Clint. Shouldn't, I Cl- shouldn't say that. Clint's already said he's a no, and we've talked calling. about this before. A no on calling. Okay, rattling, yeah. groaning, bleeding. All, I mean, all of it. All uh, calling. Any, any call, snort wheezing. I guarantee buck I don't. I don't go to the timber without it. Don't go to the timber without it. Clint, do you go to the timber without yours? I know you said you sometimes you do, but. I mean, I typically, I try to have a grunt call in my pack because, like I said, there are, I mean, realistically in the rut, you got a buck you've never seen before. He comes in for whatever reason. He heads out, he heads out the other side of the ravine you're in. He doesn't come by you. You've never seen this buck. It's a giant. You may never see him again. What do you have to lose? At that point, okay, if you want to throw the kitchen sink at him, I totally get it. Um, but like I said, that is a last, like, you know, Ditch I can effort. short wheeze with my mouth. I can bleed with my mouth. I can grunt with my mouth. I try to have a grunt call if it's windy and I need to carry sound. But realistically, like the blind calling or like fo- or like, like, like um, I remember growing up, Stan Potts and Greg Miller and all them guys, they would set up tree stands for a calling scenario never in my life 
Have I done it? And honestly, never in my life will I ever do it because for me, it's just not my jam. I just, I'm, I don't want to put my eggs in a basket that is mainly the calling basket. That's, that's just, that's just not my style. Well, so, when you get into calling, me, you, everything comes down to the wind direction's got to be just right. The oh, deer, yeah. The deer's absolutely. attitude's got to be just right. I mean, there's there's there are, a lot of... Well, it's an art form. There are a lot of yeah. variables to yep. it. And there's guys oh, that yeah. just love to call, like Cole Young loves to call. Oh, and he's yeah. good at it. Yeah. And it's just, there. you got to you got to pick your... Uh, it's got to be a perfect scenario, I guess. If you're going to start throwing everything at them, you got to know what you're doing before you go throwing it all at them. And they, just because you watch a DVD and they killed a big buck doesn't mean you ought to blow on everything that you got in your bag. For sure. I mean, go out tooting your well, horn. Let me get mine yeah. out of the way real quick. Yeah. I like having a grunt call on me, rattling just probably two weeks of the year. I'll carry them. Um, and they're for last ditch efforts typically. Is that like when you spot a buck or are you just blind rattling? Um, I sometimes I will blind rattle because I've had deer run the fuck in fast on blind rattling, but no, not common. That would be a deer out of the way. I know he's not even coming near me. I know the wind's decent, and all it, that would be one of those type of efforts. Your I first think, pick would be rattle at him. You're throwing a hail mary at him. It's a hail mary. Yeah, and I don't love to rattle because I think you spook more deer than you call in deer. Personally, grunting I. I think the way I grunt is I will blind grunt, but I'm not going. I'm not doing a scene. I'm throwing like two out and then that's it. Yep. For like a while. Like, like, like subtle. Just, Hey, I'm a buck. I'm hanging out here. Well, if you ever hear a buck grunting person, it's rare. You have one that scares you because it's so loud or whatever. I've had that happen, but once in the whole time I've been hunting, not very often, not very often. So when you hear a deer grunt, even a mature buck, it's very, it's not like what you think always, you know, if a buck, especially by himself, like, like last year, I had a buck move by me that I thought was a three or a four and a half year old, probably four, a one forty buck. Um, that I'm hoping I run into this year. He was just, yeah, he's not, yeah. He's he's not walking. Belly it wasn't no <laughs> grunt, you know, like you would think you should call. No, it was very just oink, oinky. Yeah, oink, I hear oink, you. oink, oink, like something like that. Just as he's walking from excitement or whatever, he's ready. Well, I know for sure Austin's so, just chewing on his lip wanting to talk because I, I <laughs> let this guy's Austin. been successful on calling. See, I like calling. I'm more of a yes than I am a no on calling, but that's how you apply it, right? Like you can't yeah. just go uneducated and be an asshole, right? I'm kind of at the opposite end of the spectrum, I guess. Mm-hmm. I I enjoy. I've got. It seems like I talk about this call every time I get on the podcast, but I've got an old jury uh, mad buck growl, and I've killed five or six bucks with this thing. And when I use it, I'm super aggressive, super loud with it. It's just a real deep guttural growl, and when I do it, they're not just kind of meandering in. Like it, the hair stands up on their back, and they lay their ears back, and they're fucking pissed when they come in. Yeah. So they kind of forget about circling downwind. They're just coming right to you. You, um, get, you get their excitement level up. They, over they there. just forget about everything. They're like, "Fuck, he's challenging me." Like he's, I'm coming into that, and I don't. I don't yep. Can't. And I and I don't disagree with you. I think there's a certain, but you don't, you're not doing that second week of October. No no no, 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 no. The earliest I've killed one with that would have been November 2nd or 3rd. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're already in that mindset where they're fired up, but... Um, Do they still make that call? We talked about this on the podcast yeah, before. there's one at Farm King in Monmouth. I just saw it the other day. <laughs> Money yeah. to buy one, dude. Dude, it's, it's just, a fucking badass call, and it's literally put a half a dozen deer on the wall for me. See, that's hard to argue with. 
right. a half a dozen deer. I killed, hard I, to fucking argue. I with. killed one December seventeenth, feeding in a cut cornfield, a hundred fifty yards away from me. It's the last light. I'm like, fuck it. I got on that thing. <laughs> Just as loud as I could get, and he come thirty yards right to me, and then went to cut into the timber. Yeah, December seventeenth or whatever it was. Dude, ask Papa Dave about that call. You want to see? My dad won't get excited about any calls. You, we got to get him in here to tell his buck story. But you, you come in. One of you guys all come in on that on that show. But like, hey, Papa Dave, what? Just he'll hear listen to this show probably. But we'll have to just he'll forget about. We'll blindside. And be like, hey, what do you know about the mad growl? Oh fuck. Like, you'll see my dad's eyes light up. My dad's had a lot of opportunity on bucks off that call. Yep. See, I'm going to say no, but I've never had anything happen like that. Where Did they you just come. Like, Sorry. I've grunted at a few, and they circle around, checking you out, and do all that. But I've never had one. That call is hair, hair, up, hair, hair up and come right in. dart right yeah, to you. I've never had that happen. It, it, it pisses them off so much Maybe that they just forget about everything. Around. They just drop their guard, and they're just like, fuck you, I'm coming in. Well, that call... Eric, this might be just before uh, your hunting started. But fuck, fellas. I got to cut you off. My work's called in twice. I must have a tree down or something. All right, buddy. Dude, I'm about to cut out of here, fellas. See you, I dude. Later, it, man. But... All right, later, Clint. The working class bow hunter right there. Peace I got to build up a little. I got to build up a little comp time. You know what I, I mean? you hung up on him. <laughs> Bye. They're beeping in. All right, brother. Good work, man. Get after it. Thanks for coming on. All right. Catch you guys later, man. Later, See you, loser. Pre- appreciate it. That ain't working class. I don't know what the hell it is. It was a year that, was, that year they came out with that growl, that the buck growl. Uh, I bought one about probably the same time you did, Austin, and I'd never heard such a thing. But watching the DVDs, oh, dude, the like, little oh, DVD man, that came with it, yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, this is yeah. Jared Lurk drilled a huge eight pointer at like ten yards and under some the CRP stuff. That. Yeah, I'm I like, remember. Oh that. my god, I got to use this thing. And yeah, I, I, I took it out thing. that first year, and I, I mean. I have called in multiple. He's low-key someone I want really bad on the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's that, that was just a memorable hunt. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, as far as grunting, that's my call. That's my jam. I'm not afraid to use it. But like Clint said, I'm not just going to start ripping on it. It's a last-ditch effort. If I know that deer is not going to come past me and he's out there 70, 80 yards, then that's when I use it. That's when mm-hmm. I'm going to try to get him to come into me. When um, that call came out, did you remember the footage they had? Like it was that guy who had the experience. Like he had shot a buck. And then another deer came in, was making that, and then he had like thirteen deer, or something crazy. What's he, it called? He I got, a, I gotta look it up. The buck growl. He shot yeah. a, a hot doe. Yeah, what that's was for some reason they were horning. They were horning or just trying to. Yeah, and it was get just her picked up. Like the, you said, like thirteen bucks just come in, and I'd never and heard that. One yeah, buck I'd never was heard growling that. like crazy. I'd never heard that vocalization in the timber. I'm like, this, this is just some made up bullshit. Game. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't like two or three weeks later. I was on the timber, and I, it's almost like a frog croak, and it's like a, a yeah. deep bullfrog. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, that's it. That's the call. Uh, yep. Yeah. Oh, you heard but, it? Another buck do it. Oh, I hear it every year oh, now. Oh shit! Yep. Yeah, I, I heard, heard it. same story. That's it's yeah. This, that year they came out with that. I I got to hear it, but it was in the dark. I just got in the stand. Yeah, deer walking through. You hear crunch, 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 and then brrr, just scared the shit out of me. Yeah, and he just he was by himself. I've had it happen one time where it scared me, and I thought it was like somebody messing with me. Like it was right, you know. But it's a but, weird sound. It is weird. My dad lo- loved that call, man. That, and, if they still make it, I'll, buy, I'll probably buy another one, man. Who who makes it? Mad, mad jury, oh, juries. And honestly, I bought the uh, the the growl snort or the the grunt snort wheeze, the bleat, yeah, and the growl. And I've I killed deer up, off a of snort wheeze. I ended up changing the so you can change the the cones on them, so you can change yeah. all the parts out. Yeah. So, so I you took got my the growl snort. So wheeze. I took the growl snort wheeze. I built the growl snort wheeze out of it, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the badass right there. <laughs> Dude, the snorwees, if you get a buck feeling right, that's like a... The, that's, how, that's how I killed my big one last year. Oh, it yeah. is? I, I've, I've he, mouth, he mouth snorted at yeah. you. I snorwees with my mouth, too. Yep. I've killed one, yeah, me too. one good buck off a mouth snorwees. That's a very effective call. It, it's the same concept. It is. It infuriates the deer. They. It, it's a super aggressive call, but if, you're, if you've got a lone deer by himself cruising and he's not coming towards you, I mean... Get his yeah. attention with that snort wheeze. It's allowed. You know, you can reach out there a couple hundred yards. It's the one call that makes a a big buck. Like you said, by, he ain't going to give a shit if he's with a doe. It's the one call that gets a buck to snap his neck going, what, bitch? Yep. It's it's like that call. It's you the see, what, you bitch You said call. what? Yeah. <laughs> what it's was just, that? And I just, I do the, I do the Waddell, like watched him do it. I just make that like, okay signal and, and just do the. Is that it? Yep. Bingo. And every place I look at it says discontinued. So if you find them, you might want. There's to pick one them at Farm King and Monmouth. <laughs> People are driving <laughs> it right now. I just saw it like a week ago. Yeah. Okay, Colin, that's fun. That's fun. Um, that's great. It's fun, man. It, to me, it gives me a little bit of confidence. Probably where like the scents don't. You know. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As like, far as rattling goes, I've done it for years. I haven't had a lot of luck with it. I killed one big one October 19th. Rattled him in. He was hotter than a firecracker, but. More times than not, a lot of those big mature deer try to circle downwind to where they hear that noise coming from. You fuck yourself quicker than yep, you help yourself. Yep. Yeah, but it's yep. one of those things. It's the same concept as snort wheezing or grunting. You got a buck that's out 80, 90, 100 yards where you're in some thick shit and he can't see you and he's going away. Tickle those tines a little bit real fast, set them down. I mean, it could work for you. Yeah. But um, it always I, gives I, you that extra confidence, dude. Like if you go in with nothing. Sometimes you have a rough year and you don't have a lot of intel. Yeah. Oh yeah. The calling and maybe sense are your thing. Like that might help you just feel a little more confident in what you're doing. Yeah. And that's all that matters. Like Austin said, it might be that last ditch effort that just might work. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay. So here's the next one. This one's very generic. So we can take this as deep as we want, or we can kind of just touch on it and go whatever. This one, I would rather. I don't know what I wrote down after this. I, w- I would uh, I can't read my own handwriting because I'm like talking and writing, you know. This if we're gonna, I'd like to dive a little deep on this, but we. Oh, all right, let me throw it at you. Wind, and I just general term wind. Um, I know guys, and here's the thing: like we all agree, you can't hunt without acknowledging the wind, right? Right. We're all on a we're all on board on that. I don't think there's any arguing. I think that that has been, if you've listened to 400 episodes of this show. You already know that shit, or you just we have killed your brain cells so much that you decided to ignore wind. Yeah. Whatever spectrum you lie on, um, or however much alcohol you drink um, on a weekly basis, it's hard to argue that the wind is not something to pay attention to. I do know people that didn't realize they needed to, to pay attention to it, but now they're like, "Oh fuck!" Like that all adds up. Yep. Um, like for me, wind is number one. It should be everybody's number one. Yes. I it, think so, It too. dictates which spot you go to. Mm-hmm. Like, when I have a northwest wind, I've got six stands that I know of that are a possibility. Which one's my best stand for that morning? Like, I just yeah. I automatically know with a southeast wind, I'm going to a Rogers stand. Yeah. I mean, I, I just know that historically, when I set in there, that the wind behaves this way. And in the mornings, the thermals will carry it up. In the evenings, it'll carry yeah. it down. I mean, you just... After cert- after setting certain stands, 
year after year, you kind of get familiar. And some stands will behave the opposite. You might set in a stand where you got a, the weatherman saying there's an east wind, but it's actually behaving like a west wind. Yeah, which it, that's the that's the just knowing your spot. Yeah, type that's shit. and that's you know hang, hanging and banging. It's kind of different because you're up in so many different trees. You don't have that experience. But right. when you've yeah. got that, when you've got those ten trusty old spots that you go to. You kind of know how the wind behaves there. Right. And, and so that that is the basic overview of when, you know, there's entry, there's exit, there's knowing how. So here's one thing I like with the wind and something that I think is important in, in knowing the wind is understanding how a buck will use wind for his advantage. So exactly. You can't go in with a wind that's just perfect for you because you're yeah. not going to see a big buck. It's because gotta work, It's right. got to work for both of you. It's got to work for both of you, and that's where it gets complicated because it has to work for you on your entry and your exit, yeah. and it's got to work for you for the entire sit, and it's got to work for the deer when he's moving past you. So my question is, and this is to everybody here, mo- I'm mostly looking at our – at Ross and Austin and hoping you guys will trickle in. And I'm asking this one because I sort of know it. I always like to hear it because it refreshes me. And I always like to actively think about it and learn more. And you guys might say something that I've never thought about. How do you make a wind work for you, a wind work for the deer and a wind work for your entry and exit all at the same time and still be able to hunt as much as possible? A loaded question. That's a big. It's a big one. But it's a big question. The thing about it is, if you if you put all that into thought going into it, you you focus on if you've done your research and your and your scouting and everything else, you you know that buck is coming out of that area on a certain it, wind. It, yep, and and it maybe it's like Austin said the old the 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 good stands that you know year after year you can go to, even if you're exploring a different spot that you know that those deer come out of the wind's starting to switch a little bit you want to hang and bang that's where i'm going with this mm-hmm. if you want to hang and bang in a different spot that you might be 40 yards away from a tree that you really like to hunt but you need to be in this different spot mm-hmm. you start taking all this into account so this buck comes out of this corner all the time you when they're in rut or really close to rut or they're, they're whether it's pre-rut full rut whatever it is mm-hmm. bucks notoriously check trails downwind of doe trails Mm -hmm. so if you know where that main trail's at then put yourself think 20 yards that buck's going to be there so then put yourself 20 yards or 30 yards even farther away from that where it's in your favor it's in his favor and it's in it's i mean the does are still good you're not you're not blowing anybody up right right as long as you can get in and out but it's the terrain plays the topography too much of a everything. damn factor there, there's there's a lot that goes into something like that where you lay out the perfect situation to go in and kill right it's just scouting and, 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 and here's wind. why i asked the question how i asked it and because i know i understand all that but i've been watching a lot of don higgins videos at, at work and uh, my tyler's our buddy tyler's sitting in the studio like he's a newer hunter but learning like with me too at the same time and tyler's been like oh dude i like this guy like this guy breaks it down cool and he had a really good video about when did it that we watched and i was rewatching like everything he says i know that i understand it but every spot you hunt you have to look at it differently because um all right let's go back two years ago 2018 season i killed uh the nice 10 pointer austin you helped me pull him out the the the, the one i thought was gonna do 60 he's, he's about 150 but just a heavy-bodied sucker died in the slow spot. So I learned quick where I set that stand. It was a ridge with a bluff on a on a creek, and 
it was uh, the creek was on the north end of this bluff. So on a south wind, there was a major trail there. All the deer would only run that on a south wind because they knew they're safe from the north. The wind's blowing to them. They smell everything they need to until they hit the field to feed. So they know what's ahead of them before they even get there. I learned that from trial and error and fucking up early season. I'm like, oh, dude, they're only moving in here on south winds. I go in there. That buck was actually north of me. But I had a good thermal moving up on me, and he was way low below me. And I actually killed him technically downwind. Um, however you want to look at that with thermals and all this stuff, maybe not. Maybe it was perfect, the perfect wind. But in that deer's mind, he should have smelled me. That was his whole process going in. That's what kept him alive. That's how I killed that deer. But that, that took me a little bit to learn that. And that was one of the major factors. I'm like, this is how this works. Like It was one of those oh shit type realizing moments. But it's hard to always have it to be that obvious. Once you figure it out, I can see it. There it is. Yep. Deer move here on south winds because that everything from danger blows to them on that trail. Right. But I hit different spots, and then it gets kind of muddy. It's not always the right on the wall there. What if you have a northwest wind, and they're cutting this ravine that runs north-south? How are the deer cutting on that? On an east wind, on a west wind, south wind, all that stuff. So well, it's funny because we all like to sit here and strategize on this nice football play for wind direction and like what's right. this, what's the golden ticket? How do we do this? Yeah. Whereas ninety percent of the time, you really have to put boots on the ground, get in the spot like you did, and figure things out by looking at it, actually being there, and watching the wind behave. Yeah. Um, I guess my biggest thing that I'll do when you talk about using a wind that is good for you and the deer. And especially if you own the farm and you can do this, you can go in and bend the habitat the way you want it. So you can create brush piles or hinge cut or whatever you want to bend the deer out, get them to come out the way you want them to. Um, if you don't have that, you can look for natural features that are going to do that. Um, big ledges, you know, if you have a big ledge behind you where deer can't go, but a west wind is still going to favor them to come out into that spot. I mean, you yeah. just have to pay attention to little things like that. Places where the deer can't get behind you or at least can't be within 60, 70 yards of downwind of you, um, sometimes that's all it takes. You know, they'll they'll circle 100 yards out, and if the thermals are lifting in the mornings, you know you're golden. They're going to come out, yeah. and the wind's going to be perfect for them. But it's like I said, a lot of it is just putting the pieces of the puzzle together. Once you get in the timber and sit in that spot a couple of times, you kind of figure it out. Right. For sure. Boots on the ground is probably the best answer to that question. Um, because if you have a new property and you're going in there for the first time, you could be like, hey, I think this is where the deer are coming from. This is the wind I should hunt. Yeah. Or I and think you can go the, in there on that I, wind and they're coming in right downwind from you. Yeah. Or I think, you don't know where I think the wind's going to behave this way, but you get up 15 foot in the tree and it's behaving differently than it was right. on the ground. Like, I mean, that's yeah. just something that you literally have to, right. to try. Dude, in my vinyl harness, my wind puffer's right there. It, yep. Dude, I, I'm almost out of that fucking thing already. Right? I get another one. But yeah. like, I'm always hitting that thing. And it's half the time I'm in there, I'm like, wind's going backwards right here. Like, or some weird shit, you know? One, but it might be different what, on the ground. One of, I mean, my favorite, right. one of my favorite strategies, I'll get up, I'll find a good run, a trail under me. And if there's a little bit of it, like a hillside there, so I'll get up 15 foot up in the tree. So I'm way over them, mm-hmm. but that trail's like 10 yards. I'll blow, I'll pick that wind, blow right and hit me in the back of the head. So it's literally blowing over the top of them. They'll come right under me and never your sense just over them it just yeah, blows just over them blowing yeah. right over top of them yep i've killed a lot of deer that way it's it's wind is not an easy answer typically um but it, it, it makes you feel good when you think you have it figured out injury right. and exit especially yep um like i have a new property i'm hunting this year and i'm like thinking about the wind all the time 
and just how to make a move on it. Um, and it's tough. It's not easy. Yep. And but that's what it takes to kill big bucks. I think. I think that's the number one thing. Yeah, it's, it a, do or, it's a do or die. I mean, it's a do or die. Numero yeah. uno. Yep. It's a do or Be, die. Being mindful of the the way the wind is going into where you think those deer are at going into the stand is. I mean, if you can figure that part of it out. Yeah. Your hunts. At least your hunt's not over before it begins. Here's exactly. a, you know what's funny when I killed creepy, I, and he's a five and a half year old buck confirmed. He moved. He can't. I can't. I hunted him on a win. I thought he would move on through that area, and he was moving in after some does. But for some reason, dude, it was like fate. He did what big bucks don't typically do, but they might do it sometimes just to get to a point where they can better be back in the wind. He moved the wind to his back for like 100 yards, and that's how I shot him. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was weird as shit. I don't know why he did it. He left does to turn around and walk to me with the wind to his back. None of them were hot, and he wanted to circle back and start checking I again. think so. Uh, that, had, that had to have been it. Yep. But and no, but you hadn't been in there. You think about though, like why yeah. the fuck did he turn around? Yeah. Well, he had, you had, had to have been up. You hadn't been in there fucking around with him. No, never. I mean, first, as a hanging bank, he was confident and and letting his guard down to yeah. circle back around, and you were there. You that's that's what he did. That's a hundred percent right. Don't, right so there. don't so don't overdo it and get in there and just skunk well, the place that, up. And don't right. overthink it. Like a lot of these, a lot of these big deer. When I mean, especially when the rut's in and everything's going crazy, a lot of times they don't pay attention to wind direction so a lot of times it's as easy as here's the trail here's the direction of the wind get on the side that works for you and wait for the big fucker to walk by and shoot him yeah sometimes it's as easy as sometimes it is that easy yeah but when you're talking more about like evening setting and deer coming out to feed that's when you have to pay more attention this is like december I, I don't know how I don't remember the date. December 9th through 12th-ish. Yeah, when you're you talking know. about deer coming into a field, big deer are going to put that wind in their face. They're going to approach yeah. the food source in a direction that favors them. So that's when it gets more technical. Absolutely. Right, right. Um, oh, I, I can read it now. I, I brought up my notes here. Um, need glasses, bro. Moving on from wind. Um, I also wrote it like an asshole. Um, this one I want to skip, I think. It was passing deer. And that's just an empty hole because that, that's that's kind of an opinionated, right? Yeah, that's yeah. up to yeah, everybody. Yeah, whatever yeah. to whatever each his own. At your own opinion. To each his own. Um, we talked about shot placement. Um, unpopular opinions was my next note. Huh. And we're kind of covering different aspects of unpopular opinions. Mm-hmm. So these were all kind of that. Can you think of anything off the top of your head that's an unpopular opinion? We're kind of in the middle of it here. So When you said controversy at the beginning of this, I was hoping the old uh, Ron Pola buck was going to come Let's up. Let's talk about it then because I saw him get brought up in a forum today, actually. The Ron Pola buck special to me. Okay. He was killed on November 13th, 1998, which happens to be the same day that I killed my first big buck with a bow. Mm-hmm. So that's why I remember the date. But I was going to say it's I've, awfully specific. Like, yeah. You know this buck really it, well. It was, a Friday <laughs> wow. th- it was a Friday the 13th. But he's just a crazy huge deer, and obviously everybody that sees the picture is interested in him because he would have been the new net typical archery record right because there's and huge he, controversy over it he's like in, oh huge it, still it, it, the huge. biggest hunting industry controversy he, he's like white as shit i'd agree it's it it's just the fell biggest. off the face of the earth but yeah so yeah go ahead keep going you know more about this no that's all that's all i was gonna say he just um was a contender to be the the new typical record and 
I think the accusation was that the rack had been uh, prefabricated or whatever. Um, yeah. The picture was posed, and he never even entered, never even tried to get an entry to the book. He just disappeared. So it was always kind of suspicious. And uh, after looking at several people who were there that day, the game warden and several other people, they said that's a legit deer. I've heard that so too. I think looking at Mitch's attitude on the whole thing, I almost think that, that it could be a legit deer. And he's just like, I don't want the attention. I don't want this deer to get taken away from me. And he just left it alone. I'm trying to pull him up here. In our... I've heard well, you can't blame the guy. I mean, if it's maybe no, I mean, no, it's just I get it. guys that are wired like that, that just. He doesn't want the attention. They want to shoot big deer and be left alone. Like, why? I've heard so many things about the dude, how he's legit. He's a big buck. Isn't he from Michigan? I think he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can you pull it up on the screen? Yeah, well, I'll pull it up here. Uh, Mitch Rompla. Look at this. This is when, 98? What, 1998, yep. All right, hold on here. God damn, I was eight. So, eight yeah, years old. That was that was a crazy day. The weather was perfect for it. Hold on here. In <laughs> Illinois and Michigan. Trying to juggle. Yeah. He killed it in Michigan? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's where he's sure. from. Just kidding. Huh. Michigan? Yeah, it's fake. Michigan's fake? Michigan? Yeah, it's fake. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be. It's not a real place. Everybody from Michigan complains about there's no deer there, so. Uh, if you could, if you could make the perfect typical deer, that's what this deer is. I mean, the beams yep. come straight out, straight forward, and straight back in. I've the, seen this the picture. The tines before. are huge. Um, the spread is huge. The mass is really the only thing that's like mediocre on him, and it's not really even mediocre. But it's just so I think what people's is the issue here. So he's a typical twelve. He's a typical twelve, and. I think people see the like twenty eight inch spread. They see the spread and the gap on on like burr to burr on the base to base, pretty much, and say that's just not how a deer's antlers sit on a buck. Uh Because a lot of controversy was like the 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 plate was split, right? I've heard that. I've dude. There's every everything possible. Everything in the book is thrown at this buck. You think that's legit? When I why is read, he winking? When I read the testimonies of the two or three people that were actually there and got to see that deer upon examination, they had nothing suspicious to say about that deer. Right, right. Hey, Doug, you and it's 1998. And one of them was there's a no game, Photoshop going on there. One of them was a game yeah. warden. That's a good point. Let me see. Um, I'm on WideOpenSpaces.com, which. I'll be honest, I don't love. My honest opinion and gut feeling is the old boy just didn't want the recognition and didn't want the deer to get taken from him. He said, fuck this, and he went back to his little hole in the wall and took the monster with him. Yeah, well, it could be. There's some videos Because the deer has never been seen since, right? Never heard anything. There's a couple of video interviews there, but I can't really open them on the the podcast here. Um, Is this the mount right here? (laughs) I like the hoax one there. This one? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but I have seen. That looks like him. Yeah, that looks like the mount. This thing is insane. I mean, yeah, I could see how it was like a contending record type buck. Is that like a. The Hanson Bucks 213, and I can't remember what this one was, but he was like three or four inches above it, if I remember right. Wow. Yeah. I think that just looks so. 
unreal that people could see why unreal yeah it is unreal. it looks unreal like there's no unreal. Way. yeah the spread looks fake i mean he just looks yeah, like it comes off his head here's a north american white tail um world record part three this rumors first reality part three this might have been where i read uh i can't remember i don't even know what deer this is um See, we're getting we're, we're just dove into a rabble. There's a Mitch Rumble, but see, it's the same photo. I don't I know, think man. That's the only like photo of the yeah. buck, ain't it? In 1998, Mitch Rompola like- claimed to have broken the world record with the super wide typical from Northern Michigan, but he never entered the rack into any record book or even proved it was real. Then why would he claim it and then not enter it? He couldn't have entered because he's, he's exceeded 65 percent let off. The rack was entered in. Hold on. Was the rack was never entered into any record book, though in early '99 three measurers scored at two sixteen and five eight net points on behalf of com- uh, I can't read that word commemorative uh, bucks of Michigan. Commemorative what made bucks the lack of, of an entry into CBM curious was that Mitch once had served as a club scoring chairman. Um, some who doubt the deer's uh, legitimacy focus more on Mitch than the animal. Among other things, they note that he has a criminal record, which they say proves he isn't credible. They say the fact that he never entered the rack into Boone and Crockett means it must be a fake. He couldn't enter into Pope and Young if he wanted to, as his bow exceeded the maximum 65% let off allowable. That's, you know, different now. You got, you got the old asterisk. They say uh, that even before November 13, 98, he had a detailed plan to profit from killing a number one buck, meaning this likely was all just an elaborate scam. Uh-huh. They're probably voting for Biden. And, yeah. Well, yeah. COVID. In 98. Um, in 98, yep. The, whoever I'm is writing today. this article, I'm not sure how much of the above is uh, relevant. A lot of people also have criminal records, but that doesn't make them liars. Not everyone elects to enter deer into the record book. That's a personal decision. And even if Mitch had planned out a strategy for cashing in and killing a potential number one deer, he was hunting. That's not unthinkable. Many other hunters might have done so, too. So, for the moment... Let's leave Mitch out of this. Let's deal with just the deer, starting with the claim that he's bogus because he couldn't have lived in Grand Traverse County. So this is going into a whole other thing. Um, how many do you, how many counties in North America have grown more than one buck grossing over 220 typical? I don't know, man. I don't know what I believe. I don't either. At this point, going fake. I'm leaning fake. I'm also leaning fake because why the fuck wouldn't you just measure it? If it was a world record and you were being hounded that hard, why wouldn't you just be like, "Fine, God, leave me alone." All right, here it is. Let's just measure it. It's a good point. Like, why would you like? Why? Why the big deal? If it's a record, just let it be the record. There's some fruity dudes out there. He's from Michigan. It's fake. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just kidding. Is alien? Um, it's alien. I don't know. I don't have any reason to believe it. An interesting controversy, nonetheless. Like probably the most controversial deer. Yeah, that I, I think can so. Yeah. Oh yeah. Canadians are way nicer, right? But you got like Milo Hansen. He's just like, he, dude. He's not a hardcore hunter, dude. He's held that thing since like '92 or '93, and it's a stud. But he's just kind of like. Shout out with a rifle. Yeah. yeah, here it is. Can't believe it. You know, like just humble dudes like, yeah, check, come look at it. Cool. It's a record. You know, like either Mitch Rompola it just legitimate did not want any attention or he's a dick. I don't know. Let's yep. call him. We should. Find him. He's got to still be around. Somebody's right? got to know him. 
Unless he died, I don't know. I don't know how. That'd be a podcast <laughs> for you. Oh, He'd never do it. If he ain't going to enter his bucket of the record, but he's not going to have some drunk motherfucker <laughs> from Illinois be like, Come on, man. All the bushelite you can drink, you never know. <laughs> yeah. You never know. Dude, what do you need, man? We'll buy you a steak. Hey, the worst thing you can say is no. That's right. I'll reach out to him. We'll have just, let's just, he's got to have a Facebook, right? He's probably on there giving yeah, people shit I, for He's it. the kind of guy that seems like he'd have a Facebook right. page. He's probably on a mobile hunter's <laughs> forum somewhere. <laughs> Instagram, Snapchat. Under Matt Rampola. He's in there bitching about Your delayed man, orders and shit. Up Michigan. <laughs> I ordered your double step 14 weeks ago. You told me three. Son of a bitch. Should have been here two years ago. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Well, you should have ordered it six months before season. You knew better. God damn it, Mitch. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, Mitch, is it real? He's like, hell yeah, it's real. Did you bring it? Nah. Nah, I didn't bring it. I didn't bring it. I didn't bring it. <laughs> hey, I lost it. But you, I lost it. But lost you can it. imagine what it looked like. Yeah, you should have seen that deer I passed You saw a picture of 98, hey. right? <laughs> Craziest fucking story. I was driving on the road, hit a pothole, flew out, never seen again. Never seen again. <laughs> never seen again. It's gone. Weird. It's gone. Gone with the wind. Like a fart in the wind. We had like 0.1% chance of getting him on the podcast. Then he, then someone's like, hey, listen to this. And he's like, no, no, fuck no. These guys. now we're in the negatives. No, he probably he's like, it. I thought about doing it. I listen to him all the time, but now I'm not doing it. He was a fan. <laughs> he's a fan. He's a oh, fan. fuck. <laughs> Damn it, Mitch. I'm sorry. Say, love that till you shit on Michigan. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. No, we love Michigan, <laughs> Come actually. back, Mitch. <laughs> Mitch, come Mitch. back. We're your friend. Anyway. We'll send you a Michigan hat. That's a good one. I'm glad you brought that up. I would love to interview him. I would be respectful. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm just curious. Yeah, I know. I just, people want to know. But that's the thing. Like, why don't you just be like, dude, it's real. Here's some pictures of the skull plate. Yeah, it's been yeah. since 98. Just say, just fucking And how are you going to shoot a deer it. like that and, like, that's the only picture? Maybe he likes the the what ifs or everybody just wondering. So dude, I'm people, gonna, people nah, are weird. Fuck that. I'm going to leave some you people, motherfuckers hey, on people the are like that, though. I don't Pe- know. People are it's weird. weird. That's true. They are weird. I could, I could name like 10 of them that would probably be doing He'd the same thing. He'd probably be like, yeah, weird. I killed that buck. I also killed Bigfoot. He's like, oh, fuck. Here we go. Walk into his house, Bigfoot's mounted bitch, in the Mitch. corner. Yeah. He's got one. Mitch, son of a bitch. <laughs> He's got a Bigfoot carcass in his freezer. Like, what? <laughs> yep, sorry. Yeah, bitch. he convinced yeah. us the buck's real. And at the end, by the way, I killed Bigfoot. I imagine, like, son of a imagine if Instagram was around when Mitch Rapala killed that buck. Oh, Jesus. Dude. A little bit on the story. Nessie's in his freezer also. <laughs> Nessie. Dude, he would have been getting so many out of the water. Yeah. So much Above. like influencer attention. Ugh. Dude, he'd been all over. He's just getting so much attention and follows from girls who only kill geese. That'd be I, awesome. I that's Wait, cool. geese? You mean one geese? My, my boy Mitch. Goose. <laughs> goose. My boy Mitch up there in Michigan. My boy Mitch. My best friend Mitch. Send a bunch of nudes for a guy to duck hunt with Mitch. <laughs> You're my boy, Mitch. It's fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked up. Uh, Man, next, we went off the rails. It is what it is. It's episode 400. Again. It is what it is. You know? yeah, we can do whatever. It's whatever. It's our show. If you want to quit listening after this, we made it this far. Um, last one I have, and Ross threw this out mid-episode. You probably heard me whisper it, and Ross whisper it earlier. Mm, we were whispering. Decoys. Mm-hmm. Is that a yay? Do you want me to start? Yeah, you're the guy. Mm. Okay, well. <laughs> mm. 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 Nice. All right. So, <laughs> that was an evil fucking laugh. I've played this. I've played this whole him hauling back and forth thing all night. But I'm, I guess I can him haul my way into this decoy thing. Uh, other than using a DSD, I, I've I've got a DSD. It took me a few years to finally decide to spend the money to get one. Um, that buck's nasty. They these. I put it out. I. I 
I went in with the like the wind we talked about, yeah, yeah. Uh, with a plan on this big ridge. Went in their favor, went in my favor. Uh, knew this buck was in there. Trocam pictures looked way better, but I was like, well, <laughs> he's this is the one I'm after, and sure enough, he came out following four does. Um, I actually doubled up on decoys that night, and I put a I put this DSD in front of the whatever her name is. A, P.P. Doe or <laughs> Daisy. Doe. Yeah, whatever. P.P. Doe. <laughs> the doe. It's one of them inflatable does with like the real no, no, no. hair was, on her. It was like the flambeau, like You've a seen flambeau those? doe. You haven't seen those? I, I think it's Tinks might make it. You just imagine a blow what it looks up? like. It's an inflatable doe, but it looks like there's like real hair on it. Like oh, it's yeah, got like a man. covering. I got to look it up. Wait, can, we talk about the, can we talk about the decoys in South Dakota? We will talk about that, yeah. Okay. Sorry, Russ. So but cool. yeah, that's cool. So <laughs> I doubled up. I doubled up decoys. So I had him in front of her, and he's a posturing, ears back, pissed off. Yeah. And so I had him like guarding her type of thing, and she's like squatting and prime time, ready to rock. And he came out of the bedding area, following those does, and he saw the pair of them and turned, came right underneath me, eight yards, and blasted him. Uh, yeah, that that was a. And then, so that was a decoying situation where it worked out like I, exactly like I planned it. Uh, he wasn't the buck that I, as big as he, as I hoped he was, but mm-hmm. anyway, um, and then I, over the years I've played with like the boss buck decoy and, and the fuzzy wuzzy or whatever his name is from Primos. Was Harry. It, was Harry. It that might be what Harry. I'm thinking of. Harry. That might be what I'm thinking Harry. of. Harry, Harry Butafuco. I've got Harry. Harry, <laughs> Harry Paratesticles. So he <laughs> that might be the what I'm thinking of. So yeah, and and that one worked out pretty good too. And I, but my my I guess my encounters with bucks with that decoy were all 130s and they posture and they get pissy and and they're ready to they're ready to fight, but all the big ones just didn't give a shit. They were just walked on by. So over uh I don't know, whatever, 10, 15 years of hunting, it's I would say it's a cool thing to have in your arsenal. If you have a DSD, the other ones, uh, it's more of like a 10 to 15% chance that it'll work in your favor. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, it's you're, you're educating deer by throwing a decoy. <laughs> the Primo's Harry decoy? No, I've yeah. got Harry in my basement right now. You do? It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Harry and the Hendersons? Oh, man. His eyes are the size of bowling balls. And I'm just laughing, looking at all the pictures of decoys that Kurt's pulling up. Like, yeah, you're expecting an, oh, a, a live animal to walk up. To yeah, this that looks thing. like shit. I'd rather have all the Buckstrom boys I, dressed like I a deer eye as a human centipede. <laughs> in <laughs> this in this situation, when I killed that buck with the DSD and the doe, I actually stole Harry's tail because I've got a Harry and I've got a uh, boss buck decoy. Pin the tail plus on the, the DSD, pin the and tail I pin I pin the fucking tail on the doe. <laughs> the nail. See the, the Primo Scarface looks pretty good. Hey, while we're on this subject, I've got a hairy decoy for sale if anybody wants it. <laughs> in my basement. How much? Four bucks? I've used it two times in 13 years. Like new? Clean, yeah, it is. Clean one like owner. New. No pets. <laughs> clean one owner. It's Rompola. No, used hey, it. no, no smoking. No Guaranteed pets. to kill a Rompola type. I, I got a Boss Babe decoy my uncle gave me. Boss Babe. Maybe that's her. That's a, that's an okay decoy. Like, I can see how that would work. She's a clean, um, a clean one there. God, dude. What decoy? It's got to be a... I'm gonna find that the one I was talking about. I think it's Tinks. Tinks made a decoy. Tinks made a decoy. This yeah, is dude. New. I think I've used the decoy maybe three days, 
mm-hmm. and I did have a couple little bucks come into it one time, and that's it's cool to watch deer react to the decoy. Like they bristle, they mm-hmm. get aggressive, and walk up to him. Like, and I think especially with the recurve, you can really position them where you want them to be. Yep. But I, when I think about a big buck coming out and looking at that, I'm like, there ain't no fucking way I'm gonna roll the dice on a big deer <laughs> right. coming out no. and looking at yeah. that thing. It's kind. Of, it's kind of like the sense. I mean, you just. I'm going to say it's, no because oh, I've tried it a few times, and every time deer just kind of walk by and they look at it. Or you piss off just a bunch of does. You got the right. Tinks Miss November doe decoy. <laughs> oh, Miss November? It's like she's sick. She's got EHE and couldn't find a creek. Hey, wait. By the way, it's currently unavailable. <laughs> she can't run away. Yeah, currently unavailable because no one fucking bought it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. The thing, the thing I like how you can is, zoom in on it, too. Whatever you do. Is that a cow's head? I don't know if this is right, wrong, or indifferent, but if I put a if I put a decoy out, I want something to blow in the wind to make some form of movement. It can't just stand there. Yeah, you know we use mean? one of the uh, Reinhardt decoys for antelope hunting. Yep. And the wind, it was uh, it's thin. It's almost like target material, but like the body pieces together, the neck pieces onto it, and then the head pieces onto the neck. And we had like a good wind. We my dad missed a goat coming in off that we, we still the, have to, the wind was blowing the head around it was blowing around just enough that they looked at it and they're like oh shit that might be like a thing and might have missed one at 50 it, he didn't he missed right but it full-blown spun his arrow like right. if it wouldn't have, he would have hit it. it it's insane it's on buckstorm's youtube we'll do a follow-up podcast on that here soon but um anywho yeah decoys me movement i gotta have movement if you're gonna have a decoy yeah you need you need tails waving in the wind uh yep. little pieces of feather on their ears so that it's moving you got to give some form of movement if you're going to do it mm-hmm. it Not has just to be the perfect situation stand there for an hour i know no. i've never used one but there was like four years ago behind me is a big grass patch and it's about 180 incher and i did like the like you said tinkle the horns real quick because the last you know is the last hurrah i had and he bolted right to me and got to the fence and stood there looking for the buck i think if i had a decoy Yep, he would jump I might have. I might have yep. sold it, and that's the, I, that's the only thing. time I wanted. But I that's didn't. the thing; you got to have the perfect, uh, the wind, the yeah. everything's got to be. Really, he just, just right. had to jump the fence twenty yards, and I would have smoked him. If it's that right time of year, and was, you're in a field where it's super high visibility, and you might have a buck come out two hundred yards away and see that thing, where you can like, like you say, call at him or whatever before having come out and see that. I mean, I I see where they could work. You see, guys kill big deer off decoys all yeah, the time. Absolutely, if he, if yeah. he's already running in, number and one, then he sees. What he thinks is a buck, he'd be like, "Oh, talk to Philip Vanderpool. Kills him over yeah, he does it all, all time. the time. That's true. Yep. He well, loves, he but, loves, but him. over a hi- the highest end decoy you can get. DSD, DSD, true, yeah. true, DSD, yep. you which know. is stupid. They're seven hundred bucks, but they are they seven hundred bucks? Yeah, they're real. It's a lot of money. And it's DSD, a, it's a lot what up? Effort. Yeah, send so us one. Trying to, let's try it. Trying to send us one. To, you know, we'll review. They are badass decoys. I'm not gonna lie. So it's like. Six of them. We'll, we'll review them, dude. We'll give you a good review. Well, if no not, podcast. if six not, bucks you on guys, the field. Throw, <laughs> throw in some turkey decoys while you're at it. Yeah, throw You know, that's hard to argue with. Oh, that, no doubt. I'm oh, a yeah. believer. Best decoys in the business. I'm a believer, but uh, I'm not going to lie. I do like those Avian X ones. Dude, I've killed a lot of birds well, on you, that. You just, that, you just uh, shit on your pitch Jake. to DSD. DSD, though, are way better. You know, right? It would, I would kill way more. You had a chance. You had a chance. They're the best decoys. I'd probably I use like, them all the time. I'd probably kill like 170 inch deer and talk about it every time if I had some DSD deer decoys. But me too. 
We'll talk about that at the end about those turkeys because that is where Turkey Palooza is worth mentioning now because it's like application time, right? Oh, Do I need to apply for a tag? <laughs> if you guys are I out have there, not applied yet. But if you guys are out there putting in an eight-hour day, do I do Iowa boys have to apply? Well, yeah. All right, I need to make sure. Well, let we, us know what we need yeah, to do. Sure yeah. do that. Dude, get in. We need a we need a free for all. I want like fifteen guys on in on this thing. Well, let yeah. us know. Let us know when the Iowa guys need to apply for whatever right, we need. I think to. It's right, right now, now. first lotteries yeah. right now. But it goes for a long time. Like you have months to do yeah. it. But it's not. I mean, if you want to do it, get on right now and do it. So yeah. I'm gonna try. How many tags can you draw for turkey in Illinois? Two, three, three. three? I'm probably gonna try and draw three then because I'll probably apply tomorrow on lunch and get like a. Certain county, but we just need to figure out when Turkey Palooza right, is. Right, we need to set a date, but I'm guessing it'll be Not Father's fourth Day. or fifth season, late like we usually do. I like fifth. Yep. Because then it's like all the turkeys have been called at, and we're just like hustling. Yeah. It's kind of more fun. I like I like like first, second. Except for that, dude, I'm not going to lie, I watched that DCAT video a lot. I haven't watched it for a while. That's though. fun. It was the dopest shot I've ever made. <laughs> what kind of decoys do you have there? Um, I, DSD, all DSD. I, that's what I, I disagree. I think it's a dopest shot. I think the dopest shot was Kansas. That was a bomb. Hard to argue with. And that was pretty far. Yeah, that was a cool cool shot. I don't know, then. It was The decap was cool. It was so close. Yeah, decaps, I mean, they're just fucking badass. It's another, it's another ball game. The Kansas scenario was unique because it was not a traditional turkey hunt. That's cool as fuck. <laughs> It felt like November, like a cold November morning. Hey, great video. I like watching it. That was warm. Yeah, you're probably warm watching it. Yeah. We froze our feet off in Kansas that one time. That's uh, episode two, Carbon TV, first season one. That was a good time. Yeah, we'll revisit Why we're on decoys, though, can we touch on South Dakota decoys? Yes. Thank Real you quick. Thank that back. Real quick. Yeah. I, want, I hope that dude listens to the podcast. He for so sure too. doesn't. But Probably not. But he might have seen the sticker or something because we were... We should have we should have put one on his decoys, <laughs> or put a little card in his truck window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, yeah, we, we were out in South Dakota. We were hunting a. It was a strip of a ba- round bales. Yep. Then a walk st- on ground. Walk on ground. Walk in. Whatever. Walk in. A strip of round bales. Say you did, you did what I did. I love it. It just must be an out of stater guy thing, you know. Um, strip of round bales. Cut wheat field cornfield that the farmer's cutting one row at a time for silage yep which is fucking miserable um ton of goats in there and it was like a almost two mile hike yeah two mile hike in almost a two mile hike to get so a Big lot of goats a lot of goats a lot of effort for most people right like we walk in to carry we carried a blind chairs decoys the whole nine yards we and carried it in there. how many times did we walk in and out of there oh, all week fuck. five times five six oh, times more than that i bet i don't know Fuck, I don't know. Fuck, we hunted it four days, five days, and walked it twice, you know, in and out each time. Yeah. It was the long way back there to to not be successful each time, whatever. Anyway, um, this dude, well, the first morning we sat there, I can't remember. Were you with us for the first morning? It was no, it was you and, you and Papa Dave. And you're like this guy, or no? You seen a bunch of goats, and then you're, and then you're like, oh shit, these goats are standing there. And all of a sudden, you seen the guy, and he's like, man, those fucking decoys look awesome. <laughs> right? It gets daylight, and I'm, I'm glassed with my loopholes. I'm looking through, and I see like on the edge of this hayfield. I'm like, over by the round bales. By the round bales. Like, fucking goats over there's there. There's a guy. I, I saw the guy first. Oh. 
I was like, there's a fucking guy on the other side of that round bale. My dad's like, you know, my dad's like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, he's right there, like straight out from us. <laughs> like, he, he's, he saw our ground blind. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna sit straight out from these motherfuckers. I'm like, this is the spot. And I'm like, dude, come on. Yeah, but wasn't it like his decoy was on one side and he was on the other? And you're like, there's a goat literally on the other side of him. Yeah. He might not know. He it. was sitting, he had his decoy out and he was sitting flat on his butt. Like, like, and back over, against the, the round bale. Oh, oh yeah. on the end of the round, flat on his butt, like unprepared. Couldn't draw. He, there's no way he could have drawn his bow. And uh, so we're looking. I'm like, man, he's got like a couple decoys. And this decoy, he kept like, I kept seeing him pick his decoy up. I'm like, man, this decoy looks super good, like really real. But none of the none of the goats are like paying attention to him. And uh, and and I'm looking at all his decoys. Well. I'm like, oh, he's got a bunch of decoys out there. And anyway, a couple of days go by, and you and Jeremy Me hunt and Jeremy the go bale. out, and we see some bucks on the the other side of the farm by the round bale. So we're like, okay, we're going to sneak over that way, which is totally opposite the way we've been walking in, which is up by some barns and some bins and stuff. So we're like, yeah. we'll sneak up these bins. We might be able to cut them off. So we go up there, and there's a whole deer cart of decoys. But this guy must have been a taxidermy or something because they were, like, stuffed <laughs> What antelope. There's, like, legit shoulder mounts on. Shoulder mounts, full body mounts on metal stands, and he put them together Christ, and put the heads on. how many did he have? There was three on this one cart. Jesus. Yeah, three like, decoys. we sat out. I, I could see. I got a picture of it. We are sitting out. And you could see he just had them sprinkled around. Well, my dad and I were watching him, and he was like, he'd go up to the farmer's round bales, and he rolled. He was like, put all his weight into it to roll the round bales around to make like the certain decoy. Well, it's funny. We didn't, we never did a follow up podcast on this. We'll, we'll kind of do it now. My so we went back in. We knew the guy was in there. We saw his truck there. He was there all day. Like he was he was in there all fucking day long. Well. We kind of stayed out of his way. Like we, we were kind of, we knew there's goats and it was kind of painful. We're like, well, we'll just go find another goat. Like we're battling consistently decoy goats, trying to decoy goats. Like the odds weren't there, right? So we go in at like one o'clock, and I love how we just go from White House straight to fucking animals. It's, it's fine. <laughs> well, because we were talking about decoys, so we had to bring this up. Yeah, we had yeah. to. So we get, we walk all the way the fuck in there. This it's like one o'clock in the afternoon. This dude's leaving. We see him carrying his decoy. He walks up to the bends and we see him leave out. And you know, two mile hike out. Like so, this dude's putting an effort just to get to the spot, just like we are. Yeah, carrying four hundred pounds of decoys. Yeah, well, he would leave them. He'd park them by the bends. We didn't know that until they walked up and found all the decoys. But he would like he carted that in and parked it there, like two miles fucking in. Anyway. My, so we get in there. We see him leave. Right, cool. So we got the spot to ourselves. There's goats. We see goats way the hell out. We see goats bedded. Huge piece of walk-in property. Like huge. But it's just a little too much effort for the average dude to get in there. So I'm like, all right, here's what we need to do. Someone needs to get in that ground blind just in case with the decoy. So Papa Dave gets in the ground blind with the decoy. There's some standing corn, and we see some goats down the way. So Eric and I stalk through the standing corn, blow the stalk because they're wiry as hell. They're just well, and by the way, the corn, like if you're from the Midwest, like Iowa, Illinois, the corn's eight feet tall here. Yeah. South Dakota, it's about three feet it tall. It was Joe Biden corn. Yep, yep. So we're, we're walking through this Joe Biden corn, blow the stalk, get there, just not winning corn, you know. And we're walking through. It's hotter than fuck. We're out in the open, and we're glassing. I'm like, 
dude, there's a bunch of goats way the hell out there, and they're bedded on the shady side, the north end side of oh, those the bales. bales. And they're, they're, they're laying in the shade. Dude, they bedded down the shade. They're way out there, too. Way out there. And by the way, like I'm already tagged out. Like I've, I've filled my interception tag. So I'm just guide. Like I'm all in to get my boys fucking antelope. So I'm like, dude, what if we jaunt down, walk right by my dad on the ground buying like a bunch of dick bags? <laughs> like your old man probably had to think like, what in the fuck are they doing? He had no idea because he couldn't see the goats, how they're bedded. And I was like, let's just try it. So we get around, we get finally get to the hay bales. Then we get to the bales. You can kind of, if you're tippy-toed, you can peek over them. We're looking. I'm like, all right, they're still bedded there. We see two are out in the open. One's bedded out in the sun. One's bedded in the shade. But they like to where they could see us. And I'm looking, but they were they looked like younger antelope, you know, like like yearling type antelope. Like we're in the cornfield, a picked hay or wheat field, and then the round bale. So we had to cross the cornfield, the picked wheat field to get over the hay bales where they're at. Yeah, so, we so we're finally, running right across the wide so open field. We're at the first bale at this point. We made it to the first bit. And it's hotter than fuck. We're out in the sun. We're fucking Caucasian. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> you know, white, white privilege, you know, I don't know what that is. So I'm peeking over this bale, and I'm like, all right, we're good for, like, three bales of, like, pretty easy, like, gap, 30-yard gaps. Oh, yeah. We make the gap. Look, no one caught us. Make the net gap to the next bale. No one caught us. Well, the next gap is, like, 80 yards. Yep. And I'm like, dude, I don't know if we're going to do this. And I have my Montana, like, flat decoy. And I'm in front of Eric, right? I'm like, I'm the decoy man. That's my job. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, right behind him, like, in our wind, nuts to butts. I'm right behind yeah, him. And our wind is good, but it's getting worse as we get closer, right? It's quartering, quartering wind. Go back to our wind segment. <laughs> and we, I'm like, all right, we just, just go for it. We made the last bail. And the, la- the yeah. next move is, like, we're... Running right at them, getting right on top of them. And it's a miracle we made it that far. Yeah. Because there's one goat. There's two goats bed out in the open. I legit, they were sleeping. Eyes closed. Didn't see us. Like, we got <laughs> lucky as fuck. We get to the point where we're like, okay, no more bales. All, now it is, it's the bales they're bedded in and one bale real close. And then there's the bale with the buck is bedded behind. And I watched him. Eric was leaning down, resting. Um, I, was the, I was the dude doing, the, like, exhausting stuff because he has to shoot. So I'm looking, I'm like, dude, that buck went behind the bale. He was looking at his does. I never saw him pop out. He had to have bedded He's down. Bedded down. We got to make our moves and make them fairly quick. So now we're out of bales. We have the two goats bedded in the open. We know there's mature does bedded behind the bales and the buck beheaded, bedded behind the bale where he can't see us. So I'm like, okay, we need to run over, line up the one bale closer to them to where the two out in the open can't see us. And it's squeezing it tight. Like they're on the edges of each of like the bales. If, if we go on one side, the one doe in the out, open sees us. We go on the other side, the other doe in the open so sees us. So we're trying to If you watch us from gap. a distance, we look so dumb because I'm running with the decoy like this and I'm edging. I'm like, okay, I can kind of see that one. All right, all right, get behind me, straight behind me. All right, here we go. We're engine forward. We get to 120 yards. I'm rain, I'm I have my range finder out out of my vinyl harness, ranging over the decoy. That bill's 120 yards. That goat's bedded behind there. I'm like, dude, we got to cut this in half. We get to 60 yards. I'm like, dude, 10 more yards. We're gonna go 10 more yards. And Eric's like, dude, we're this far. Fuck it, let's try it. We get to 55 yards or whatever yeah, it was. And I'm like, I don't want to go any closer. We're out of bales. If we go any further, the does are gonna see us and spook. I stick the montana decoy stakes into the bale 
I'm sit up on my knees like my knees are the front leg of the antelope and my head is behind the, the head of the antelope and I have my rangefinder over it and I'm like it's 55 yards or it's it was like 50 yards to the bale to yeah. the front side that's facing us yeah and he's on the opposite side of the bale so I said set your sight to 55 yards yep. or whatever it was yep. and we sat and we're in the open cooking and cooking I'm looking I'm like just chill. And you're like to the right of me a little bit. And I'm just waiting with my rangefinder up, waiting, waiting, waiting. We probably waited for 25 minutes. Oh, yeah. And then you're like, you first run up, you sit down on your knees, and you're like, oh, shit. My legs are falling asleep. So you're trying to reposition, reposition. It's tough. It was tough. So we're sitting there, and all of a sudden I see the head of the goat pop up, the buck. And I'm like, draw. I don't know if you saw him right away. I don't really. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, draw. And this this sucker's wide. He's not tall. He's just wide. He goes straight out. Like a regular antelope goes straight up. He goes straight out. 50 yards on a goat is like a 15-yard shot on a whitetail. Right. right. You're in the in the chips there. He pops out three-quarters of the way. Just I, like his – the first time he popped out, you could just see his, like, his yeah. neck. He just kind of looks around the bale, you know. So he gets he – ste- he's looking at his nose, and he looks over and sees a decoy. Then he steps out and looks, and he's, like, broadside. And I, I'm looking down through the range, and I'm like – Squeeze shot off, squeeze shot off, squeeze shot off, and then I'll let you tell the story, Eric, because it's your shot. Oh yeah. So I, as soon as we see him, his head pop up. Kurt's like, "Draw back." I draw. I'm waiting, waiting. He finally steps out. I settle the pen. Squeeze one off. Fuck. Yeah, I'm watching through the rangefinder because I'm, I'm like I'm like this, like just I'm, every two seconds I'm like click click. I make sure that bail didn't roll. Right, and you know, just Which it didn't. just cause. Right, I want to be prepared. Like, I don't want the what the fuck happened. Click, 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 click. He stands up. Click, 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 click. Fifty four yards. You had it set on fifty five, yep. and I see the arrow through the rangefinder right underneath him. Right underneath him, and I'm like, oh, fuck, Eric. And I let you finish the story because it's your deal. I shot right underneath him, and Kurt's like, I'm like, I'm, I'm fucking pissed. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to calm you down. Trying to calm me down. I'm like, fuck this. I'm out. Like, I sat down behind a bale. It was I'm hotter like, as fuck. We made the most impossible fuck. stock Your of all skin time. sizzling. The super sneak of a lifetime. <laughs> Mohican sneak, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I'm like, I don't know how the fuck I missed. Like, I settled it. It felt awesome. Slowly squeeze it off. Let it go. I felt great about it. Went right underneath him. Damn. Well, sounds like an epic stock for sure. Oh, it was, it was nuts. I'll never forget the stock. That's for sure. I'll never forget the, the shot The bug was cool, too. He's just a wide sucker. Wide fucker. One of these days, I'm going to go out there and play that game with you guys. That looks like a, a looks like a blast. Dude, the more the merrier out there. It is. It's a fucking blast. It's a tough fucking hunt, man. It is hard. Harder than you. I thought it'd be easier than what it was, but it's fucking hard. It's we went the last week of season. They've been decoyed. Like we're hunting goats off the road. Like those were two miles in the antelope, and they were pressured. Right. And you know the one I shot was off the road. The one I shot last year was off the road. Like more luck. You know, it, it's all how it's circumstance. Like how it is set up and all that shit. You know, just like anything. But well, and then come woo. to find out, Kurt was like, well, he was like in front of me, right to my left. He's like, your bow sounded weird. I'm like. The shot felt fucking amazing. Settled it, squeezed it off, felt great. 
I'm like, all right, for shits and grins, when you go back to camp, we got a target. I'm going to shoot my bow at, you know, I started 20, went back to 50. 50 yards, I was five inches low. Ugh. Oh, so I don't know if my. And then what I say, I was like, dude, you were six inches low. That's why. That's why I said. Yeah. I was like, it was like six inches low. And I shot that first one at fifty. Felt good at the target. Let it go. Five inches low. Damn. Shot another one. Right next to that, five inches low. So well, I don't fuck. know if my sight got bumped or. I mean, there's a lot. Of I shit wish I could on. say it was myself. I would totally blame it on myself that I made. I I rushed well, it, made a bad shot. What we should have done, we should have shot our bows. They're in cases. They're getting bumped around on a 13-hour oh, yeah. drive. We're moving yeah, them around. Plus, we already made a couple stocks at that point. We were crawling around yeah. and doing all kinds of crazy shit you don't even realize. Yep. Yeah, you could have bumped it and not known. You could right. have – who knows? Anything – that's just part of it. Right, right. Um, but, yeah. At the, like, at the time, I was pissed off. But at the same time, I'm like, well – It is what it is. I'll it tell is you, when I came home from that hunt, I came in and I petted my antelope I shot last year. And I was like, dude, that's a good buck. I was kind of being like down on myself, I'm like he's an okay first antelope. I came home, I was like, we all would have shot that buck this week. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah! So, it, dude, it's it's tough. A wire, wiry animals. Oh, and one second you think you're on them, the next second they're four miles away. It's, it's fucking it's no insane. joke, man. It's no joke. I want to go back again. I want to do a. I want to build some points and hunt some less pressured antelope one day i'm building some wyoming points some colorado points and can't believe the number of goats we saw on the way out for that bear hunt wyoming. God, what, did we see? what did we see like 300 i bet you we saw 400 antelope in an hour yeah driving a lot no shit wyoming is yeah. nuts for there antelope, were goats man. everywhere i'm building points for wyoming building points for utah building points for colorado i i love antelope it, they, dude, they taste so good they're so fun to hunt there's a ton of them it's a it's a hunt that really challenges your ninja skills. It does for sure, definitely. If, By the uh, way, Nux. Yeah. Do you a, think you could? Uh, that was a Mohican sneak of a. Uh, he could sneak up on century. a whitetail now. Given the right circumstance, fuck yeah. But nice. you don't get those circumstances. You typically. I just, nah, I just no, did it the was... other day. Had that little bucket five yards. Yeah. I, dude, I'll tell you. And it, that was in my blue jeans. There you go. <laughs> blue jeans and a plaid shirt. shirt. Where the Budweiser is. I think <laughs> once you make some sneaks on an antelope with nothing to sneak. The the, the cool thing about antelope hunting, there's a, you had to pick out your terrain before you make the stock. So it kind of like develops your brain differently for hunting. Like it's like, you know, the watering yeah. hole when I ran in, it's like, well, there's the low spot. We got to run fucking fast right now, get to that low spot, then wait for three minutes for the antelope to get down, then sprint our asses off to get to the high spot while the antelope are in the low spot. You're working high and low spots and wind. That's it. It's crazy. And like the very first stock of the trip I made, and you guys were watching from the road. On the booner. And there's a picture on Buckstorm's uh, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Yeah. And they're like, Kurt and Jeremy were in the truck and they're like, Shoot him! He's like thirty-five yards away. Whole time I'm like, standing, why is he not shooting? We're standing straight up, and we can we can barely see his rack, but he's like one hundred twenty yards away. Yeah, but their their eyes from the road, he looks like he's thirty-five yards away, <laughs> down just down the hill from us. You know, and we're standing straight up, no decoy out. We're just standing there like a bunch of idiots. It looks like, yeah, but we can barely see him scooting across. It's a the very exhausting mm. uh, physically because. Physically, because it was just a lot of, like, awkward movement. It's like consistent yoga. 
And then because you're just like doing slow, weird movements. But then, then you're sprinting full blast, and then you got to be still. Then you got to draw your bow and settle and shoot calm at a long shot. Yeah. You're not getting 20, 30-yard shots. Because we would even drive around, we'd see them, and it's all of a sudden, let's go after them. You're jumping out of the truck, you're grabbing your bow, and you're full sprinting as fast yeah. as you can towards that antelope. It's fun, dude. Yeah, it's bizarre. Like a blast. It's it would be a ton of fun with all a, of us. I was going to say, it'd be a fun group hunt and get all the boys together. Running and, just, run and gunning. We should do it. Hell yeah. We should do it. Because tags are cheap. 260 bucks. You apply, you're like guaranteed to get your tag, mm-hmm. pretty much. You know, it's not over the counter, but dude, it's so much fun. We should do it. The Buckstrom boys, I'd love to have us end. The only thing is, like, the more people, the further out we got to drive. It, you drive a lot. You spend a lot of time in the truck, spend a lot of time looking through your glass. But yeah. I think it hones your skills. Yeah. No, I, it sounds like a fun group trip. It'd be fun to get a, a hunt together where we could all have an opportunity to to hunt an animal you know and a, yeah an antelope hunt would be a good way especially to do that. yeah all the boys together be a oh, lot yeah. of fun be a ton of fun we have fun. we came in the same spot as we did the year before and dude the bucks run boys are such good dudes they're such good guys let's do it they canceled ata show but the weekend after ata is nebraska nebraska has not canceled and uh the Buckstorm is our booth neighbors nice so you guys love to come out we get to hang out they're uh honestly they're some of the best guys we've i've ever met and some of the best people in hunting, I truly believe that. I feel like their videos get uh, people sleep on what they're doing, just because they're not like big and flashy about it. They're very humble. They're real about their videos, and they show you if you want to actually see how it is. That's the yeah. It's not like um, it's not overproduced. Like sped up too. Like like the stock is a stock. Yep, yep. They show it. Like if you legitimately are up, interested in there. doing these hunts, they are the guys to watch. Yeah. That the guys to learn from. They're good dudes. Pretty cool, man. It's fun. We should do that hunt. We I'm excited for a Nebraska show, actually. I, I'm really excited for Nebraska this year. It's going to be our only, probably our only trade show. I'm um, hoping to blow it out of the water. Lincoln, Nebraska. We're going to find a bar to go drink at. We watched a dude snap his leg last <laughs> year. Oh, dude, I'm, I, you guys weren't there, were you? No. I remember physically seeing that leg snap. Watch this poor soul. Tyler's there. Tyler's sitting in the studio. Like, Dude, watch this I was there, but I wasn't there. Cause remember, I was sick as fuck. You were sick, yeah. You had like a no. You I was, no, COVID. you were with I, us still, though, right? I was not at, that night. I was at the show you were sick at. Wasn't that Iowa? That was Deer Classic. No, there's two two shows I was sick as shit oh, okay. at. Nebraska? One. Show, oh yeah, Nebraska. You were you sick stayed. You were with me. I drove the truck. That was you the Iowa, and I got too. sick. I was sick the night before. You stayed in that night, Eric. They did broke his leg, right? You were. Yeah, yeah. I got sick at. The remember show. Uh, Johnny Utah. Since he was, like, a police officer, he went over to help. Yeah, yeah. And the girl didn't know what to do. He's like, call a fucking ambulance. Like, this guy's leg is fucked. <laughs> Dude, yeah, he's broke his shin. He didn't break his leg. He's broke his shin. You know what's bad? Yeah. When he lifts his leg in a cowboy boot and it's still bent wrong. Yeah, like, a slip on cowboy boot. And it was not okay. Hey, you know it, what it is? No ankle support, bro. I remember, yeah. remember she's like, just get up. Go be a pussy. I think, I, think, I think they were on, like, a first date. Dude, it was. I or she was just a bitch. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I feel bad a for that bitch. guy. It's like, dude just snapped his tibia and fibia over here. Dude, like, it was. <laughs> well, first of all, if it's icy okay. and cold out, don't wear cowboy boots. He, uh, not Dak, a good, he Dak Prescott of that fucking leg. Uh, you could hear it snap. Uh, I was like, ooh. Oh, hey. He needs some, some milk. milk. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> it was bad. I'm excited for that show again, though. I'm trying to see some other dude snap his leg on some ice, you know. Trying to go out there and probably will be see our people in Lincoln, <laughs> the good, the great people of Lincoln. Hey, maybe you'll get lucky. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if it happens again, 
It happens again. I'll probably never go to Lincoln, Nebraska. No, we should stay away. <laughs> or I'll go back. Same corner. <laughs> yeah. Same corner of the street. Uh, same oh dude. Yeah. Same dude. Like, hey, God man, damn it, not again. It's not the same chick, is it? What's going on here? Hope it's a different chick. <laughs> just for every first day. A nicer person. <laughs> every time. Yeah. yeah. He just runs into worse women every time he breaks his shin. What are you doing, man? <laughs> okay, remember us? <laughs> We're back. Johnny Grunt. It's, it it's another leg now. Yeah. It's tough out here. Anyway, that's no, our no. only trade show we got to look forward to. ATA is gone. ATA is done. Rip. Hopefully Iowa happens. We booked that already. Maybe we'll get our money back. <laughs> I don't, is Iowa doing the whole mask thing and all that shit? The what? Is it Masks? Nebraska? Is it Nebraska? Oh, I don't know. No, it's Iowa. I doubt it. Iowa right now. Are you no, they're not. Mask? Oh, no. Hell no. We don't even know what those are anymore. What's up? All right. Like at Casey's in Illinois, it says mass required. Now you ignore that. He's walking. Oh, yeah, ignore that. But in Iowa, it's like. You ignore that and touch all the donuts. It's like mask recommended. Yeah, and you don't ignore it at Menards. They're like Nazis over there. Oh, dude, Menards. Dude. I almost hit a 65 year old lady the other day at Menards. <laughs> I almost hit her right in her mouth. I was. I was walking in. I had a ten foot board in my hand. I was about to. I was about to deck her into it. Kurt's I had like, turned up to ten right now. And I had. So I had my daughter with my wife. I'm going through. I'm getting some like home supplies. I'm using that rebate. You know what I mean? And I go through. And I had a bandana on, but like it wasn't on my face. But I'm like, I'm. I got a board and all that shit. I've been in there forever. Like I'm tattooed enough. Typically, people don't say shit to me. So <laughs> that's why you did it. I started to go into this like lane, not even thinking about it. Like. I'm watching Sam and Isla do their thing. They're throwing stuff on the cart, but I'm holding the, the board because we're, like, redoing a room in our house or whatever. Like air guitar in it? Yeah, I'm air guitar in this 10-foot board. <laughs> and I walk in. And That's what I wow. I walk into the check-in lane, and this lady freaks out on me. Get back! Get back! Get back! Like, start, like, coming at me. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I didn't, it, she caught me so off guard how she came at me. That I didn't even think, like, about a mask or anything, you know? I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? What's wrong with you? Like, you got to put your mask on, sir. I got to wipe everything down in here now. I'm ever like, all you had to do was tell me to put my mask on. And I would have backed the fuck out. Now I'm not putting it on. You know, like, <laughs> and I should have decked you with this board right in your front teeth and knocked them out. You should have just sneezed on you, it. So you, I should have been just <laughs> right around her face. <laughs> put my what on? <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, I get the mask thing. If you want to wear your mask, be respectful, but don't tell me to put it on because I'm immediately going to take it off. Take a bite out of the board and say you can't taste it. But I can't taste this, <laughs> and you just you just I, mentally assaulted me, and I'm getting this for free. Fuck your rebate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back and use the rebate again. Dude, it was so bizarre. Like, I just – honestly, I was, like, so taken back by it. And I love that my wife's just like, hey, you could have just said, like, hey, put your mask on, please. And he would have just put his mask on, and you wouldn't have had to freak the fuck out. Right. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I told Tyler the next day, like, me and Tyler worked together, so we carpool. And uh, I'm like, I almost hit her with the, the fucking board. <laughs> like, if it would have been a dude, I would have hit him with the board. <laughs> a two by ten straight to the nose. Yeah, I'm like, dude, this is how, this is how I go to jail, huh? Self-defense. She just came at me so aggressively. Like, if it wouldn't have been a 65-year-old lady, like, if it would have been, like, a dude my age, I would have hit him with the wood. I would have... Hit him with the pine. Keep it out of the wood. Like I'd have been like, damn, now it's a six-foot board discount. <laughs> Dingo 20. Dingo 20. <laughs> you know what he, wood. Yeah. I would, yeah. Drive him in his tracks. I would hit him Ooh, that's nasty. <laughs> it, it was so, like, it, it bothered me. I was mad all the way home. Like, that's how weird it was. Oh, yeah. I'm like, gee whiz, man. I'm just real asinine about it. When I walk into Menards, I know I'm supposed to have a mask on, but I wait for that front counter customer service to just call me out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm, like, walking. It's in my pocket. 
and they're like, I don't even look at them. So you need to have a mask walking, on. Oh yeah, start yeah. walking towards the little spinny wheel to work your way in, and they. They're like, sir, do you have a mask? And I, <laughs> no, Ross is like, no, I got a beard. As I pull my I'm mask. Good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pull your beard. beard over your mouth. <laughs> like, like what, what is a mask going to do? Right I went now to, uh, thing? I went to, uh, Dick Sporting Goods in Burlington, Iowa, uh, probably like a month ago. And they bitched at me when I walked in. Yeah, real Nazis about it. And fuck, I was like, uh, that place. I turned around, I was like, nope. And we left, and Sam's like, "Yeah, hey, but you need to buy some stuff." I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'll go to Walmart. Buy yeah, it. it's the same well, way in Davenport. They're real fucking weird about it there. Really? You know what? Get you one of those stream and whatever. Get you one of those. But you go beer. to a bar. Get you a beer and helmet. Shit. Get you a beer helmet and put one of the yeah. Uh, close a tavern down on, on Saturday, of it. two a.m. Yeah, yeah no, I'm covered. Twenty people there. Sink crusher mask. <laughs> I don't know, 20. man. I'm over all of it. If you want to wear a mask, wear it, but don't tell me I need to. Right. Yep. Or just stay the fuck inside, and then you don't have to drive behind you while you're doing 53 and a 55 while I'm trying Wearing to Wearing a mask in your car. You know what I mean? You, you ever drive behind someone that's doing 50 and a 55, and it's like a, a perfect win at your spot? You're just trying to get there? Mm-hmm. Those people can just stay inside. Like, just COVID. But they don't. They just keep crawling out. Exactly. The COVID is scary. Just don't, don't drive. Right. Let me drive to my stand, and fuck you, you know? <laughs> Anyway, that's our rant. That's our political rant for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we got to go home. Episode 400, boys. I'm shit, tired. Shit got in the bag. What do you think? We covered a lot. In the bag. Covered a lot of ground here. <laughs> Celebrated a little bit. Drank some beers. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Anything we missed? Anything we got to talk about? Anything you want to close with? Ross, we'll start with you. Roundtable it. Uh, yeah, let's... Uh, what are we? We're about prime time here. It's getting close, so... It's scary, man. Yeah. Get your strategy together. Get out there. I don't care if you're setting it up or decoying it up or calling it up or setting or ex- it up. Fixed or expandables or blowing the deer forty pounds or seventy pounds. I don't give a C- shit. Sin or not, wafers, yeah. whatever you want to do. Yeah, just just get out there, get your game plan, go knock one down. Bingo, Lord. It's uh, it's exciting, man. I'm pumped. Uh, what is it? October fourteenth, thirteenth, fourteenth, fourteenth. Time of recording. Be done with done with corn here in like two days, and it'll be time to go go out in the timber. It's uh, cold fronts coming in. Everything's looking good tomorrow. In October is going to be dynamite for us, I think, dude. Mm-hmm. It's it's just perfect. It's lining up. Hopefully, we don't get on one. I yeah. hope so. Good luck, fellas. Tradbow yeah. game, man. Get does, uh, I hope so. Does Lord Chandler bless us? Indeed. I, I'll bless all of you if the mustache will give us predictions. Mm. All, all the round table? Oh, oh. Jesus, fuck. You're Let, up. Just do a quickie Easy. now. When is everybody going to kill? Because we know everybody in here is going to kill something. Give us week by the week. By the week? All right. He just licked his mustache. Well, <laughs> you got to taste it. Still got lunch in there. <laughs> yeah. He's hungry. Yeah. Oh, ham sammy in there. Processed <laughs> cheese somewhere back in that thing. Is that a ketchup and um, that Jimmy John's? Onion? Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy John's? Some yes, wop on that thing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> comb that bitch out every once in a while, bro. I should wash it more. Just saying. <laughs> 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 Messing my predictions. All right. Uh, fuck. I'm going to prepare for this one. So stupid. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with Austin first. I'm going to say, uh, you said week by week? Yeah. Yeah. Last week, October for Austin. Oh, I like that. Nice. First week, 
of November for Kurt. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm going to go uh, second week for November for Eric. And uh, Better dig deep, buddy. First week of November for Ross. Ooh, Ooh, first week in November, hey. Rut Buck. Let's get it, Ross. Rut Buck. Hey, team I, photos together. That'd me be nice. You. That'd and be you. nice. You and me. Then uh, November uh, 11th for me. Ooh, calling oh, call the, the day. day. Yeah, to the day. day. Hey, Tyler's not on the podcast, but he he's got he's hunting his first buck. I'm trying to get him on one. Look into me. Look at my eyes. <laughs> Between October 14th and December 10th, I'm going to need you to look at me. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go. Stare deep into fuck. my soul. Third week of November. Third be a little later. Be a little later, but you'll person, be there. You'll be there. It. He'll get it. Okay. It'll be me talking to men to it, and they be all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta get out. You gotta get out. That, that's what it'll be. That's yeah. what it'll be. Okay, that's fair. Cool. That's that's Doug's roundtable for four hundred. Yeah. I I can agree with all that. That'd be fun. I wish we had a walk-in freezer to save all our bucks for the year. I'll just keep them nice just and all aged. there, <laughs> and then just take a big group photo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be badass. Age venison's a thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, it'd be. I a don't know about bitch. three months. It'd be a sumbitch to skin them out though. There'd be some sore-looking bucks in that photo. You just gotta lick your finger and rub your eyes. It would be cool to have like a walk-in freezer though. Just freeze them up for three weeks. Half and, of them are skinned out and then already. Butcher them all together. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah, it would be like a butcher just party. A bunch of guys with your just the skulls. Skin them out, but leave. Ross, the that walk-in cooler ready? Uh maybe maybe next year. We'll okay. see. Okay. Well, next year we'll plan on that. I don't know, Eric. You got anything to close out with? No, I'm just <laughs> no. grateful no. for 400 episodes and everyone that followed us along in the last five years. It's been a crazy ride, but yeah. Five years, holy shit! Almost six. Almost point. six, yeah. Uh, my closing is, you know, of course, thank you. Four hundred episodes, you made it through this whole thing. You are a soldier. You're a soldier. Um, all the bullshit, all the fun, all the good, all the bad. We appreciate you. The ups and downs, the ins and outs with our partners. We're honest about it all. We talk about it. Um, if there's anything ever going on with us in the industry, we are willing to willing to just let it out. That's what it's about. Letting our listeners know what we're doing. And keeping you guys involved because you're a part of this just as much as we are. No matter what, uh, no matter what we're doing. Um, so if somebody doesn't like it, fuck them. That's a part of it, and that's kind of that attitude that's kind of got us to this point. And having fun, no matter what anybody thinks, and kind of doing it our own way, and trying to pave a new uh, new path in the game. And we're glad to have you along with us. And we're going to continue push forward. We're going to push pretty hard here um, over the next year, and I think you're going to see a lot of us, um, whether you like it or not. And if you listen this far, uh, hopefully you like it. Really like it for the next. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just fucking bored. Man. If you don't like it, I mean, I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah, if you don't like it, glad to have you. Yeah, thanks for <laughs> thanks for being here. Still, like really us. looking forward to the next 400 episodes for yeah, sure. Yeah, so this is fun. It was a solid BS session with some with some topics thrown in, and I had a good time. And I think um, you know, moving on. Of course, main host myself, Eric, Doug. Um, Doug, glad to have you in as a main a main guy now. Thanks, guys. I'm and, glad to uh, be here. It feels good. You put your time in, man. You put your work in, trade shows, feels behind great. the scenes stuff and all Still that. So um, it's finally happening. that may be, but, you know, I'm here. <laughs> it's good to finally have a host that does some work for a spot. Right. <laughs> and, uh, I've been trying. <laughs> basically, so Doug's spot is kind of shared between Austin and Ross now. And so we'll see a lot more of you guys here in the future yep. or both you guys on each episode. To, you know, we'll see what we can do. This is, this has been a ton of fun and uh, maybe we don't need guests as often. If we got the topics and all that, when we got the a big bug killers, the boys, the killers, the boys, that's Ferda. right. Ferda.
All right. Four hundred times of go shoot your bow. You know what to do. We love you. We know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. <laughs> See what I did? Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Birds up in the sky.